0: You both call me losers, and I don't see you out there walking children in nature. I never called you're you losers. You're not a loser. A loser. No. No. That's why you're here today. Don't you forgot who you I are? I here today. But we I'm just didn't y'all forget. How you, it is. Forgot you forgot who you are. You forgot, Tammy. You forgot, forgot you're fabulous. What? Don't blame me for that. That's your responsibility. Use your mouth. What do you Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of A Very Special Episode, a podcast where I get to curl up on the sofa and talk TV with some of my favourite people. My very special guest this week is Crystal Dawn Gallagher, the writer Crystal Dawn Gallagher. Um, This is a very special one for me. Crystal and I have known each other for, uh, I think, sort of, over 20 years now. Um we used to make a a blog called The Love Pavilion, which started out as a as a Gareth Gates Australian fan club blog and sort of spiraled out of all control from there. Um, as Crystal will explain at the end of this at the end of this episode, I think what we were doing was very much like making up social media as we went along, sort of the very early blog Culture, but there's a lot of stuff that I think you would recognize from uh, online culture today. Um, and yeah, just had a lot of fun talking to Crystal about Sliders, a TV show that I had absolutely never heard of until or I thought I never heard of until we we started chatting. This one sort of starts in media res because I forgot to press record. Um so uh, but I think you can catch up with what we're talking about uh, and it goes to some very wild and crazy places. Uh, Crystal's one of the people that I get most of my TV especially uh kind of comedy recommendations from uh, and just somebody that I think is absolutely hilarious. Crystal's podcast Dr. Ice Cream where she uh answers your questions about ice cream and everything else is available on spotify and definitely 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 worth a listen and a download so here we go here's crystal dawn gallagher and i will see you around the back I did I just watched it um this morning nice and fresh good yeah, okay yeah. So, so I, I had never heard of it so it's it, it's an interesting one
1: you're like the eighth person this week who's told me they've never heard of sliders which <laughs> I kind of can't believe I thought it was huge but yeah we'll, we'll get yeah. into this I've got so much to say about sliders um good I'm good just, I'm excited. I've been waiting I've been waiting twenty five years for someone to ask me about sliders. <laughs> so, well, but that's what
0: that's what this show is. That's what this this podcast yeah. is. It's like, yeah, just talking to people about something they want to talk yes. about. I think, which is, we don't normally, people's eyes
1: glaze over, and I, I have to stop. And now I've got a captive audience to talk about sliders with. So this is amazing. Good. Good.
0: Um, so, what sort of stuff did you like watching when you were younger?
1: So I've always been like a little obsessive TV watcher. Yeah, I know I know kids mm-hmm. are obsessive, but I just feel like I was just a TV fan from day one. Like I was obsessed, even from like a toddler. I was obsessed with Super Ted. And I would just like I would have like these very strong reactions about like if I didn't get to watch my show, I'd get very upset. Like one of my earliest mm-hmm. memories is being at my uh, after school care, like daycare. And they wouldn't put teenage mutant ninja turtles on the TV for me. And I this was
0: is, uh, <laughs> child cruelty. <laughs> I know.
1: They had it on some, you know, adult show on the four o'clock slot, like the news or something. And I oh, just I just started, want. I just got so upset because like I can't miss an episode. Even my little child mm. brain was like, I, I can't fall behind because I, I don't know what <laughs> these turtles are gonna get up to. If I'm not watching, I can't miss an episode, and I got so upset. And I remember, like, maybe like crying or getting really upset, and hearing my t- the teachers like talking, like, "Why is she so upset?" It's just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I just, I don't know. I've just always been like, I've never been, you know, I can't miss an episode. I've got to, I've got to keep up. Like, I was also really obsessed with Lois and Clark: The New Adventures of Superman.
0: Yes, yes, I remember your your Lois and Clark obsession. Yes, okay.
1: <laughs> um, yeah amazing I just thought Dean Cain as not as Superman but as Clark Kent was just like it was all about
0: the glasses yes
1: and he was like a journalist he had glasses he was so hot Superman boring He had the slicked back hair didn't like it but as Clark (laughs) Kent like I just thought this is the perfect man and like he was like that person doesn't exist like there's even that famous I don't know goes around on Twitter sometimes saying like it's um, – the original meme was, oh, girls girls want a Superman when a Clark Kent walks past them every day. And the rebuttal is it's the opposite. Like Clark Kent yeah. doesn't <laughs> exist. There's not Clark Kent everywhere. He's the real, like, mythical creature. Anyway. Oh,
0: wow. You've just blown that wide open for yeah. me. Because I, I find – the whole Lois and Clark is such a weird thing because it is a sitcom, right? A,
1: uh, a, sitcom? a sitcom. That's a very interesting <laughs> oh, way to describe no. that TV show. Um, a sitcom. You know. I ha-
0: I, in fairness, I haven't watched it like since nineteen ninety two or whenever it was. There on, wasn't
1: so. uh, there wasn't a lot of laughs in it. Um, oh, okay. It was more. It was like Sliders, which you are now familiar with. Mm. It was more of a forty, yes. 40 minute action sort of sci fi show. It maybe had some, like, levity, like, some comedic moments to it. But I I don't know that it was a sitcom. I think it would have worked much better as a sitcom. But it was definitely more, like, light sci-fi. Yeah.
0: I think I think it's a sitcom.
1: You thought it was a sitcom? Nah. (laughs) I think... I
0: think because, like in my memory of it, I don't remember any of the Superman bits.
1: I just don't either. Clock. I just remember <laughs> him being so hot in that office. Like, oh, actually, um, what's her name? Terry Hatcher was really hot too. Like, they were just like a power couple in their suits and mm. their 1992, um, you know, business casual. They like, they were amazing. So that was a big show I was obsessed with. And then I don't know. I don't even know where to where to start with what I was obsessed with. Do you remember, because you're about my age, do you remember there was a bunch of shows in the mid-90s where they were like UK slash Australian co-productions? So mm. there was like Genie from Down Under. Do you remember that? Oh,
0: yes, okay. I do. Okay,
1: so those <laughs> sort of shows. There was a whole batch of them that I loved. So Genie from Down Under, Mindy, did you ever watch that? Minty, sorry, Minty. Yeah,
0: I don't think I watched it, but I, I have a real memory of it. Mm. But Down Under, I definitely remember because that uh, theme tune was a, it wasn't, it wasn't, they don't make them like that these days. No,
1: it was a really good song. And actually, I feel like that show sort of holds up a bit because it did, it did have a high concept. And I think that's, those are always the sort of shows I like. So I always like shows that, um the where I've got a really strong concept like that, you know, like there was this girl, she found the opal, there's two genies in it, she can make wishes. And to a, certain, to a certain extent, the show itself can be really bad because I'll stay just for the concept.
0: Mm, no, I think that's. It, it is, was the genie played by Toya Wilcox? Have I. Who's, that? That? Who's <laughs> the, that? The 80s pop star. I'm going to have to look this up now because I'm. Mm, I need to
1: i do not believe so. Look at up.
0: Maybe, I, maybe I've uh, completely not misremembered that. Uh,
1: I don't believe he was a, a pop star per se. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, wasn't. <laughs> wasn't. I not why. Okay. I do not know we've why. Got was...
1: a, we've got a few false memories going here. Um, sitcoms, <laughs> yeah, um,
0: pop doing. stars
1: as Janies, yep.
0: This is editing Michael interrupting to say that the show I was thinking about was Barmy Ant Boomerang, uh, show, a CBBC show uh, sitcom about a little boy who lived in the UK whose aunt from Australia came to live with his family. And the aunt was played by Toya Wilcox, 80s pop star and voice of the Teletubbies, uh, doing a, a slightly bizarre Australian accent.
1: Uh, so there you go. No, not a not a not a pop star, but I yeah, that that show that show had a really really strong concept and I liked that. Minty was a bit more of a flop. It sort of had the plot of um, you know, the Lizzie McGuire movie or Hannah Montana where it was two girls who looked the same, one was a pop star, one wasn't, and they switched yes. lives.
0: Yes, I remember this show. <laughs> I was
1: obsessed at the time, but I've tried to re-watch it and it's it's not good. It's really bad. Are you
0: you can't go back to a lot of that stuff. It's such a particular mood and feeling.
1: <laughs> you really, really can't. That's the problem with a lot of these shows on listing. Like, I, I, re- I remember the feeling I had at the time, and it doesn't, mm. it doesn't regenerate.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Because I loved, um,
0: I guess, in that space uh, Round the twist. <gasps> yes, the Australian show. Yes, I'm Love so glad that you mentioned show that. As
1: a may <laughs> i've tried to
0: watch it i've tried to watch it recently and it is just completely impenetrable quite a lot of it and sort of gross actually (laughs) Oh, absolutely
1: some of it is so disgusting that even as a kid there were certain episodes that I couldn't watch and it was one of those shows that always got shown during like rainy day recesses and things like that or like if the teacher just wants to put a video on Mm. and there were certain episodes where I'd get like anxiety about them getting put on because they were scary or gross yes Um, and you can't (laughs) We were like in a classroom, You can't escape and you can't be like, I'm scared of this because you're a kid and you're going <laughs> to say, I'm too scared to watch this. But there's, there is um, like that, there's that scarecrow episode that's really scary.
2: Um,
1: there's the spaghetti episode that's really gross. But, but <laughs> Paul Jennings, who's the author of the books, are like I love the books and like uh, Paul Jennings is still like, the person I'd say that I most admire as a writer and he's the writer mm. of the books, but the actual, the visuals of the show. Yeah. It's, it's scary and gross. I agree. But I've tried to rewatch them and yeah, they're, 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 some of them, some of them hold up. When you said impenetrable, what did you mean? Just like,
0: I, I don't know, just something about it where I can't get back into the headspace yeah. of like who i was when i was watching these although there there is one episode that i that i really remember from being a kid and i i sort of don't want to revisit it in case Mm -hmm. it's awful but it's like about it's a it's a boy and i think he turns into a mermaid but he has fingernails growing all down his legs
1: yes what's yes 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 um i can't remember what it's called but yeah i I know the one you mean
0: just brilliant
1: yeah some of them there was one i thought that i really liked the, the Lighthouse Being Haunted by Ghosts, but I went back and watched it and I was just too scared. So, yeah, that, <laughs> that show's a bit hit or miss for me. But I will say the one show that from my childhood slash teenage years that I still have the same <laughs> feeling for is Sliders. So <laughs> Good. That's, that's like the one exception to this rule.
0: What sort of stuff do you like watching now? Like what are your, what's your go-to?
1: Gosh, at the moment, what do <laughs> I watch now? I'm currently re-watching New Girl. Okay. I, I think I watched
0: the first series of it. Uh, I'm one of those people that I sort of hate her. I sort of can't stand her.
1: Yeah. Okay. Zoe, <laughs> and I think that is yeah. the
0: show, Zoe yeah. Deschanel.
1: Yeah. I don't know why I'm re watching it because it doesn't hold up very well. And maybe this, um, <laughs> this is not the spot, place to go in my new girl rant, but it's only from 2012 or 2013, 14. And it's already yes. so badly dated there's so many terribly misogynistic bits in it that I just have to like pretend they're not happening while I watch them but I I can't believe in 10 years how badly it's dated that way I
0: think it's partly her as well (laughs) I think she just just so specifically belongs in 2012 that, like trying to watch her now I don't know it's not for me.
1: <laughs> and like there's so many TV shows to watch. I don't know why I'm re-watching New Girl. I just I just have been. Have you seen um what's it called? Reboot?
0: No, I don't think I've even heard of it. Actually. It's on yeah.
1: stars slash Disney Plus.
0: Mm. It's got
1: mm. it's got a lot of usual suspects in it. So it stars Rachel Bloom from Crazy ex Girlfriend, which is one of my all-time absolute faves, if not my favorite show. So, yeah, Rachel Bloom's back, and she plays a writer who's rebooting a sitcom. So it's sort of in the vein of the comeback and, you know, shows about shows, Unreal, the comeback. It's The show that is basically Two and a Half Men, but in-universe it's called Step Right Up, and they're rebooting it. Okay. It's The actual show itself is a bit hit or miss. I just think you might like it because it's very meta. It's very t- about TV writers writing, writing TV. So you might like it.
0: That sounds up my street. I feel like I've gotten a lot of um, a lot of TV recommendations from you over the years as well. Mm. Um, you, you were definitely <laughs> the person who pushed me into watching The Mindy Project. Okay, That's the one that I good. really remember. Just very good sitcom recommendations of a very specific type of sitcom.
1: Yeah. How about Happy Endings? Yes. Yes. yes.
0: You, you, you got me to watch that and I did like it. it took me, that show took me a while and I don't know why because it's just Friends.
1: I think it's because the first season isn't at the quality of it. Seasons two and three are the first season. Mm. It's very light on the jokes. You really have to find the jokes in the first few episodes. There's like a few, but when you get into season two or three, it's just bang, bang, bang. And yes. I just, yes. I just, to this day, I just can't believe that show got canceled after it's the only show that I care about being cancelled to this day every, I think weekly I can't believe that they cancelled Happy Endings <laughs> like to me it's just the perfect sitcom I love it so much mm.
0: it's crazy as well because it's such a like easy you could have you, that that show could have gone for years and years I think yeah I I love that guy who, I think he's called Max in the show yes the gay guy yes it's like such a I don't know a character that maybe my sort of Tumblr, the, the part of my brain that still exists from Tumblr, mm-hmm. is like, is Max okay? Is if this Max good? Okay. Is this is this good representation? But my actual self loves him.
1: Oh, I do as well. I think he's my fa- my equal favorite with Penny. Um, they, they, they lampshade a lot in the show about how he's such a unique character. Like they'll af- will often say that they'll be like, Oh, what a refreshing character. What a refreshing take you are. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they point out in the show. I just, yeah. Ha- I think happy endings is genuinely my favorite show of all time. I think about it all the time. I can't believe it was canceled. I think it was canceled because it was too good. Like I honestly do like the joke, <laughs> the, the jokes were too good. I think, I don't know. Uh, A conspiracy they they took it out they took it out (laughs) i don't know they had to take (laughs) it out of the running and then (laughs) and then a lot of the actors went on to other sitcoms because damon waynes jr went back to new girl max went to mindy project uh the the rest went to 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 flop shows oh no penny actually (laughs) went to an almost spin-off it technically wasn't, but she was essentially playing the same character. I don't know why they didn't just do another series of happy endings. Yeah, I just, oh, uh, but they need to bring that show back. It's it's the only show yeah. that I say that about.
0: The campaign starts here. I feel like, there's, I feel like people who watch that show love it as well. Mm-hmm. There's so many people. That, but then I also just, I, I don't know a lot of people who did watch it. I don't know what it was.
1: I guess that's why it was cancelled, to be fair. No one was yeah, watching it. I mean,
0: no, no one was
1: watching. I went on a date <laughs> with a guy like six or seven years ago and I was at his house and it came on the TV and I was like, it's happy endings. And he's like, yeah, I know this show. And I was like, you know this show? And he's like, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Oh, no.
0: a <laughs> oh, knew
1: He knew it and he didn't like it. <laughs>
0: uh, What's your what's your comfort watch, the show that you keep going back to?
1: We'll, we'll see if you've heard of this one. Have you ever heard of the seminal spy show, Covert Affairs?
0: Wow, I have not heard of that show.
1: <laughs> Again? Not a lot of people have. So when did it start? I want to say it started in roughly uh, 2009. It ran to 2014 or 2015. It actually ran for like six seasons. So it starred... What's her name from Coyote Ugly? Um, it's just off the tip of my tongue. Um, P- Pippa, P- Pippa Piper. Should, mm. we look, should we look that up? Let's look it up. Let's, Let's do some fact-checking. Oh. Piper Parabo. Is that how you say it?
0: Oh, yes, yes. That is a blast from the past, Yeah. Piper
1: so she stars as Anu. Uh, so she, at the time, just to set the scene, at the time I was a linguistic yes. student. <laughs> Okay. And I had designs on joining the Australian, sp- the Australian spies <laughs> um, because, because I was a linguistics student and it's not completely unheard of if you're a linguistics major to be recruited by, you know, a spy agency. But you really you'd just be doing like transcription or things like that. Mm. But there's actually like a, a high need for them. So I had this little fantasy, you know, that I would – be recruited and I'd be doing transcription and then someone would come and say to me, you know what, we want to send you into the field. And <laughs> in Covert Affairs, that is exactly what happens. Annie is a linguistics graduate. She So the, they set it up that she knows like seven languages. She never speaks any languages in the whole <laughs> series. But they set it up that she's, you know, this amazing linguist. Yes, yeah, She gets recruited by... I was going to call it, it's American, the CIA. So she gets recruited by the, C, the CIA and she basically just has amazing adventures. It's a very like glo- glossy, soapy spy show. It's a little bit like Alias, but I think it's better than Alias. It's, it's, yes. it's yeah. Did you, did you watch that? Did you watch Alias?
0: I did. I yeah. watched some of Alias, lots of wigs. That's all I really yes. remember. <laughs> Just, yeah, but um, a very specific type of like female-led show yes. about a spy yes. in that kind of action yes. adventure space, which I don't think we make anymore, and I think the world is a lot poorer for I it. I
1: completely agree we need a new one, and this is what I mean by as, as long as the concept is what I want, the actual execution can be bad because as long as you say <laughs> it's, a, it's a lady doing spy adventures, I'll be like, yeah, I, wa- I will watch six seasons. <laughs> and that's what I re watch COVID Affairs all the time. Sometimes just like, you know what, I just need to have my yearly COVID Affairs re watch. I just need to get back into this. So it's not, it's not like high spy drama. As the series goes on, it, it gets a bit more in depth, it gets a bit more serious, it gets a bit more political. But at the start, pretty much, she just, you know, she puts on a cute outfit, she gets on the plane. And the amazing thing about this show is that. In almost every episode, at least in the first two seasons, there's always a man of the week that she just gets to like have a little flirt with. And they're always hot. The casting on this show, Michael, I tell you what, <laughs> you've got to watch it. There is like 20 different super hot guys. You know, I'm not just, I'm not just, pre- I've got high standards. I don't know. Someone with a good eye was picking out these men. They are <laughs> so hot, like all of them. So it's one of the, the guys from the Three Musketeers, one of them, like they're just, they're, it's very high quality. And it's just, you know, it's nice to see she's essentially in a James Bond role because she's she's pretty much just, in, she can't lose. She's impenetrable. Like she's just Perfect, you know, she always gets her task done and then she gets to flirt with the hot guy and then everything's wrapped up nicely. It's just like a good, nice, fun show.
0: That's the perfect kind of show. And I I genuinely I d I don't think we make those anymore. I don't and think, I think we do. I, yeah. Everything's got to be about something. Now. <laughs> Not just a spy going on an adventure.
1: No, it's one of the last few shows that was episodic. I mean, I guess mm. they still do make some, but at least in the first few, few seasons, it was just, you know, one story per episode, and then it did get a bit more series-long arcs. But, yeah, I, I do miss that sort of, like sliders, I do miss that sort of episodic, like, we're just having an adventure this week.
0: Mm, mm. I think a lot of people probably, I, I, I know that certainly during, like, lockdown and like all of that period I know a lot of people were going back to that sort of thing I think people want it mm. uh, something that's a bit less you've got to invest like
1: yeah I just
0: 20 hours of your life into I just
1: something. can't now I mean can you can you even think of a drama that just does episodes um I guess there's some like very mainstream you know that one where um you probably don't, but there's like a sinkhole. No, even that's not episodic. But you know that show where there's a sinkhole in LA and they fall back no. into prehistoric <laughs> times. Oh my god! I no, know. I can't even. <laughs> that's the whole plot of the show. There's a sinkhole in LA, and the cars all fall into it, and then they're just back in. They've gone through basically a time, peril- They've gone. They've slid basically back into prehistoric <laughs> yes. times.
0: That's that a, sort of does sound like a, it sounds like a 90s it does. premise. It, that's, that's what shows were like.
1: It's, it's a very main, a very like on a mainstream network in the US. Uh, but even that one has a story long, like a series long arc because they're like, where mm. are we? How do we get out? <laughs> but yeah, I'm just, I'm really trying to think of something that's just episode to episode apart from like procedurals and things like that. But yeah. Mm. I just, I don't think they're making them anymore.
0: It's. A, I think it's a shame. Yeah. Um, what's something? What's something you watch that's outside of your wheelhouse, or something people wouldn't expect you to watch?
1: Mm. Sorry. I.
0: Th- I think if your wheelhouse as I, th- I think we're establishing two things, and this is what I've always known you to be into. It's like sitcoms or like comedy mm-hmm. dramas, like very joke heavy, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and then like a high concept. Yes. Genre show, yeah. not nece- doesn't necessarily matter what that genre is.
1: You're exactly right. So basically okay. anything that's, <laughs> you're exactly right. So basically anything that's not that people would be surprised by. I don't want to like put myself <laughs> down too much, but I have found that people will get be very surprised if I'm into like a good show, like a current like, good <laughs> show. People be like, whoa, like I know. So like Succession. I was even surprised I got into Succession because you know it's it's the show of the moment and it's it's well renowned as being good and I actually liked it when I didn't think I would but I did do you like mm-hmm. Succession?
0: I have to say I've, I've think I've talked about Succession on this show before mm. on this podcast before I have tried to watch the first episode of it uh-huh. three times now uh-huh. and I just don't know if I get it I've been told yeah. that you need to sort of sit with it and and get into the tone of it yeah but there's something about it where it's its not even that they're dislikable. Yeah. It's that they're not doing things that I'm interested in watching people doing.
1: So that, that first episode, it is a bit different to every epi- other episode that follows. It's a little bit like the first episode of Black Mirror. It's a little bit off mm. tone to the rest of the series. So that first episode of Succession, it's quite dark, especially I hate that baseball scene where they – tease that kid with the money like that's very very hard yeah. to watch yeah
0: and, it, and yeah. it
1: never really does that again okay so it does it does have a slightly darker tone in that first episode and I feel like the first episode it's not obvious that it's a that's that it's a satire and you are not like you're not meant to like them mm. like obviously you don't like them but I feel yeah. like in <laughs> yes. the first episode the audience isn't quite in on the joke that we're laughing at them and it, okay, it gets better okay. at showing that as it goes on so I, okay. I do it's still my recommendation to try it again but yeah i feel like I, that first episode i definitely was a big, will mm.
0: i definitely i because I, I keep saying that to people and they're like you need to pers- persevere with it but but i have that thing where like i sort of can't i have to mm. get the I have to get it yeah. and then keep watching. Yeah. I I can't like just persevere with something if I'm not getting it. Um but but I do because it's so popular and people love it. I when that happens and I don't get it, I'm always like, "What?" But like I, I like I have to sort of keep watching. I too. know
1: there's characters in it that you're like, you're going you will like okay. Kendall Roy and you will like Jerry guaranteed but you, okay. you just have to get on board <laughs> with them um kendall Roy is which very... one is Kieran colton yes that's him kendall,
0: no, okay. kendall okay. he's not
1: kendall no no, no, no. <laughs> he's not kendall i've confused myself um hang on hang on i love kendall you are going to like roman roman that's okay. Kieran colton okay okay uh, yeah he's he's pretty he's pretty iconic but other shows that i've really liked that people are surprised by i don't know There's. Did you ever watch Catch and Halt Fire?
0: Um, I haven't watched it, but it's definitely on my list. That feels like a show I'd be into.
1: But that's, one again, one of those shows that was, like, you know, very critically acclaimed Mm. and has a lot of men in it. And I think when I was, like, really standing for it a few years ago, people who would take my advice on things said, oh, I'm going to watch it and if you like it. And I had to do a little disclaimer. that yeah, it's not my usual thing I like, though. It's 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 sort of serious and good. <laughs> and that's just not my usual. <laughs> it's not my usual taste. Uh I usually I often have a really hard time getting into anything that just has like five five or six men in the cast. Mm. You know, with some exceptions. Like I can't get into that pirate show. Um what's it called? Oh, oh what's it called? I just can't get into Black it sales? yet. No. Yeah. No, um um what's it called our oh, the, the, ship the means thing. death or whatever yeah. flag means yeah, death. our
0: flag means death
1: i can't get into I... it there's not a single lady on that ship
0: <laughs> that's yeah there isn't no, I think, not. I think maybe that's what's putting me off like mm. that show the, the people who like it have come it's a show where the fandom of it has completely put me off ever watching the show oh, what's
1: the fandom like
0: insane and it just feels (laughs) so like (laughs) it feels like very very particularly that show feels like a show that tumblr would have made would have developed in like 2011 yeah and i'm just not sure that if i need taika TT as a gay pirate at this point in my
1: life. right i don't see i, I couldn't get past the first couple of episodes i'm like can, I, I can't there's not one lady in the cast like i can't believe That's that ridiculous. um i've also speaking of him though i've been watching what we do in the shadows mm. which i've i've quit i have quit it have you seen that one
0: I I really like that show. I love I it. I
1: really what, did like it quit? until the last two or three episodes. Well, one, I just feel like they've just run out of story. Like they've just, mm. the first few seasons were very strong, dynamic. They were doing things, different, different plot points, and now every episode seems the same. And this is my big thing. I don't know if I'm the only person picking up on this, but Nadia in every scene, all she gets to do now is yell. And oh, I wow. just
0: okay.
1: now I've pointed that out, you'll probably oh. notice it. And I, I, will. I will.
0: We haven't got the fourth series yet.
1: Oh, so, so I just sit there <laughs> thinking, can you just let her tell a joke? Just let her tell a joke. Just let her speak. And all she does is shriek in anger at other characters. Now, and she oh. was my she was my favorite. I mean, I actually I love Matt oh, sh- Berry, mm. but yeah. So you haven't seen the later season that I quit. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame because I was yeah. really into it, and I, I don't think I'll go back.
0: Oh, I love her as well. Like yeah. I think that that actress is brilliant and, and she's so, good. so funny. And that character is so good. So that's yeah, yeah that's making me sad if it's yeah. not good anymore. <laughs> What's an iconic TV moment you go back to again and again?
1: Hmm. A lot. So I uh, I've got one big one that we can discuss, <laughs> but I, I tell okay. you what, do you know what I always go back to on YouTube? I rewatch Simon Amstel pop world interviews. So often, mm. and it's such a shame that they're not all on YouTube and they're such bad quality. But I like—I will go back to anything with Simon Amstel or and or Amy Winehouse and or Cheryl Cole wow. and or Girls Aloud. I <laughs> so I watch a lot of—I rewatched Girls Aloud off the record. I rewatch all the Pop World <gasps> episodes. Yeah, I've
0: Girls Allowed off, off the record recently. Yeah. Almost, yes. the, the one when they're in Greece, I
1: think. Yes,
0: and they take yes. them up the hill. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes um Cheryl was such I was gonna call her a character she was a real person Cheryl just was <laughs> so likable that even in those moments where she's being awful she's still so likable and like she's sort like I think she's has- like
0: relatably yeah. awful though yeah. like because you've everyone has been on that trip <laughs> yep. where people are making you do things you don't want to do yep. but she's so moody yep and it's like, it's like they've edited that sh- that off-the-record thing to just, like, be all of her incredibly moody moments. Yeah. It's, it's like a sitcom, that show. That, it's that so sitcom.
1: good. It's actually <laughs> yeah. so good. Even in terrible quality, even, you know, 15 years on, it's actually <laughs> so good. Um, Cheryl has so many good moments in that. And so I think it's Nadine who didn't want to be in it, so she's barely in it. And then in the mm. final episode, they address that. They, I think she even says to camera, oh, I didn't want to be in this, so that's why I'm not in it. And but, but So she, I feel like that episode, I mean, that series like, really focuses on Cheryl because she was the one who was actually like, doing things for them to actually film. But she has so many good moments. Mm. So she has the up-the-hill bit. She has where she's well. Where she, there's some mix-up with the Australian stylist and she doesn't get her clothes. Mm. Uh, there's the bit where she goes home to her family and she gets peed on by the dog. She just has a lot of good moments. Nadine's <laughs> not in it. Nicola Nicola's okay in it. I feel like it's it's really the Cheryl show though, and I I also love watching Cheryl's best moments on um Celebrity um, Apprentice too. Oh,
0: I didn't even know she'd been on that.
1: Oh, it's on YouTube. It's so good. I just feel like, like I don't know why as an Australian. Like I just like got so into her for a certain amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like these days she doesn't have that personality that she has. I don't. She's, she's, not, really, as yeah, she's, she's not. not as
0: fun. She's not as fun. She's definitely not.
1: And she married. She married Liam Payne. Did they marry?
0: She did. I, they've got a child together. <laughs> I think they married and then they're not together anymore. They're not together.
1: Yeah. Um, but that's like Liam Payne is so. Oh, what's what word can I use? <laughs> But Liam Payne is so, let's just say, awful that I think yes. well, Cheryl must have terrible taste. Like, if, I, maybe it shouldn't reflect on the person who they partner with, <laughs> but it has made me think less of her because Liam Payne, but the moment I go back to the most, I've probably given too many answers, but the moment I go back to, to the most is, and I was, because I was re watching the other day, is. <laughs> Tammy Brown and Rue's showdown in Reunited yes. for Season 1 yes. it is so <laughs> iconic but I also feel like it's very underrated because no one really watched that first season apart from us, apart from the you know, people, yes. I don't feel like people getting into it now don't go back to it, that's all
0: I think it's hard to watch now literally it's literally, in literally one hard room. to
1: watch <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that moment, like I rewatched it, and I like the way that the way that Rue reacts. If you rewatched it recently, like it's yes. so. I weird watch it
0: every week
1: <laughs> because now that Rue is like such an emotionalist robot, it's so weird to mm. see her be um, like almost out of control in that moment,
2: mm. and
1: mm. it's so gaslighty because Tammy is just basically saying, you know, they gave us some criticism, and then. Rue went. Oh, what's it's not Michelle. What's her name? The original host.
0: Oh, Mel Ginsberg.
1: So Rue and Mel, are just sort of saying they just start yelling at Tammy, being like, "It's not our, it's not our fault if you feel badly about yourself, Tammy. That's on you. That's on you. You're the <laughs> one." Um, there's some swearing, and Tammy just like holds her ground and goes, "No, you were very rude to me. I do, I do like myself. I'm just pointing out that you were rude to me, and." Yes. Um, <laughs> And I, yeah, they like Ru just gets really, um, de- really, really defensive in that moment, which is strange to see because now we know RuPaul is you know, just very put together, very emotionless. Hasn't even shown mm. emotions since season four.
0: And I, I think when she does you see it peep through every now and again. that like the actual the RuPaul, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah, and I I think it's always I think it's nice like that the the episode from the last few years that I've really liked is the this the post lockdown episode of series two of UK drag race
1: I've not seen it yet
0: (gasps) she screams at one of the girls "Um, I don't want to see any more fucking H&M and then they come back Come back from Untucked and Rue apologizes, which she has not done.
1: Okay. I think,
0: for about 10 years.
1: Okay. See, I've missed that. So maybe there's been a, a comeback in the. Oh, in she's still aspect. an emotional
0: robot. part. Oh, okay. Of- <laughs>
1: that was a one off. But-
0: it was her. It, it was. She sort of apologizes and says,
1: Wow. Like, um,
0: I, I've been in. Mama Rue's been in quarantine.
1: Oh, I've been.
0: To- <laughs>
1: I'm going to have to look this up. I'm going to have to watch this episode. Oh my god. That's it. that's very out of character. But yeah, in this Tammy Brown bit, um I just love I love anytime anyone just like calls out the facade of, you know, something something that's that's fake, that the author- like she's calling out this fake authority that these judges have. And none of the other contestants w- want to go near it. They're all just sitting there like, oh, like we, sh- we'll ne- we can't speak back to the, the great RuPaul. And ta- Tammy's just doing it. And Tammy Brown is my, oh, is she my favorite? Is she my second favorite after Shangela? I, I, think, I think Tammy Brown is my favorite of all time, even though she was in the two, two episodes. She she is my favorite. No, it is, I think it's my favorite moment in direct. Uh, also, it has the iconic line, I don't see you out there walking children in nature. Which it is. <laughs> it's, I think it's my favourite line. It's the best line. It's so, it's such a weird thing to say, yet we know exactly what it means. But it's such a yes. weirdly specific thing to call out. And it would be <laughs> such a weird thing to also do. I <laughs> we we would don't. like
0: to see RuPaul walking children in nature. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah yeah we know exactly what she meant by that um (laughs) but (laughs) yeah
0: Um, I I need to ask you what your what your favorite pop world interviews that you go back to oh
1: gosh um oh gosh there's actually just so many when I so I know I said Simon Amstel but I actually really don't mind that Alex Zane, Alexa Chung Mm era either I think it's just a different show I still think it's a good show it's just different in the Simon Amstel oh gosh I mean I love the Amy Winehouse one where they go on the bus and try the do they
0: go to the butchers
1: with Amy Winehouse Ah, the butchers one is Alex Zane and that's a very good (laughs) moment too I just Amy Winehouse RIP, like she was such an amazing character as well. Like she is so good on camera. She's such a good interviewee. She's so quotable. Like every time she's on camera, it's just like everything she says is iconic. She just, she speaks in quotes. She's so funny. She's so clever. She's so bright. She's, yeah. So I will, I will pretty much just watch any interview she's ever done, but that butcher one, Mm -hmm. that's very good. She's, she's very quick with it. She's very funny in that.
0: There was, a, there was a, a, a Pop World interview that I don't think is on YouTube because mm. I look for it every now and again where they, it's called Lamar From Afar. Lamar From Afar. And they in, yes, they interview Lamar
1: mm-hmm. from
0: the other side of the street. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Do you know what? I never saw that, but I know about it because po- the website popjustice.com used to reference mm. it all the time. <laughs> and I don't know who Lamar is, but. Was he a pop idol?
0: He was from Fame Academy, which was oh. like the pop idol, pop idol, big brother hybrid. Wow. We had okay. Um.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason I know of Lamar from afar. I don't, I don't think it's on YouTube either. I think there's, there's only very few actual pop world interviews uploaded, unfortunately. But um, I've, I've,
0: I've, I heard him, Simon, I'm still talking about that at one point and he was like, part of the reason they did stupid things like that was that there wasn't that many pop stars in the UK that Uh, they could book for a show like that. He was like, when you've got Mystique coming on every two weeks, (laughs) you've got to sort of think of something Uh, to do with
1: them. I just, to this day, there's nothing like that. And I can't believe to this day, like how irreverent and sort of like, rude isn't even the word, but just like how rude they could be to pop stars and get away with it on TV. And like, people would come back. Like, McFly were also on almost every week. <laughs> there was a lot of McFly. Uh, and they, they would get indie stars. They'd obviously get, like, rock stars and indie stars who had no idea what the concept even was. Mm. And then sometimes they would end up looking really silly. Like, the strokes came off pretty badly on it. Some of, like, Kaiser Chiefs and Franz Ferdinand, they, the British ones sort of got the humour, but there were a couple of American, even pop stars and rock stars on that show that came off really badly, like Gwen Stefani. Yes. Yeah.
0: I th- there's a there's a Britney interview. I think Simon Amstell interviewing Brittany. Oh
1: with she the is Not yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. She is not in on the joke. No. And I think in retrospect, maybe looks a bit cruel actually. Yeah. But it also is just just to think of her, bless her, in that hotel room doing a press junket all day. Yeah, and then Simon after walks in. <person>.
1: Like I just love Simon Amstel to this day as well, like I also loved Buzz Cox Grandma's house, and i he's like the one person that i felt I feel like I, it's so weird, but i felt felt like I knew and me and a friend went to see him live in in Melbourne this was almost ten years ago now, but we went, we went to see him stand up and like he was in the lobby with me and I just I, th- I felt like he would know me. <laughs> this was so weird. But <laughs> I just, I, I couldn't, co- it's the only time I've ever had this in my life where I couldn't like, conceive that he didn't know who I was because I just, yes. I had consumed so much of his media and just felt such an affinity for his sense of humour that I just thought, how could he not know me? Like, but <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: Oh, I like that though. Uh, what do you call it? A parasocial relationship with very, very parasocial.
1: and I? Very parasocial. I still think to this day, he's the only one. I wish he was still doing more. I, like, what is he doing now? He's right. He's on t- Twitter writing, I think he's still doing stand-up.
0: I th- he's still doing stand-up. He did a, a film a couple of years ago, I think called Benjamin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I liked a lot. I liked a lot. It was
1: a, I, I um, didn't mind it. It was a bit, I don't want to say depressing. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> like Grandma's House was but quite, yeah. But it was a bit yeah. depressing. Grandma's House was quite, depressing in spots as well but it's very funny i need to rewatch that did you watch that one
0: yeah, i did yeah. i loved that show yeah i loved it that fe- yeah that felt like a very singular kind of
1: it was such a weird show like the concert was just yeah. and he was like this 33 year old <laughs> living in his grandma's house <laughs> and like what he was
0: playing simon apston yeah right? he was like, playing he himself presented-
1: he was playing former Buzzcocks popwell presenter Simon Abshel, and he was voluntarily like enclosing himself in his grandma's house for some like weird punishment. Um, yeah. For, yeah, I need I need to rewatch that. It was really good, and the, the supporting cast, and that's really good as well. Rebecca Front and
0: oh, she's brilliant. Yeah. Yes, yes. What are you watching right now?
1: So I am watching You Girl, but I've also just watched. By the way, I have a question for the pod. When does, when does YouTube shows, I know, I know mm-hmm. you don't accept movies, but when does YouTube become TV?
0: I think it is. I, I would class it as, t- uh, hmm. mm. I would class something that was created, mm-hmm. like, but I, for some reason, wouldn't class a vlog
1: mm-hmm. as
0: TV. Mm-hmm. But you would I class know. Big I
1: Brother as TV? <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah yeah is, yeah yeah
0: because you know, it yeah yeah i don't know i don't know I, but i think it's all tv to me
1: i watch so much youtube and because i watch everything on the tv like i watch youtube on the tv and then i flick a button mm. and then i'm on disney plus to me they're sort of the same i mean what do i even watch on youtube i've been watching a lot of i mean i always watch See, these aren't TV shows. I just watch people on YouTube bleaching their hair till it falls out. That is like my favorite <laughs> thing to watch in the entire world it's It's so addictive. I don't know if you've ever watched it, but you watch oh, it's so addictive to watch people just um ruin their hair on youtube. Do they
0: do it on purpose like, um,
1: it, I feel like it there's it a few fit? there's a few creators who have taken that path they've made that their brand <laughs> really it's it's usually just people who bless them, have gone in with the best intentions of having beautiful hair. And at the end of it, they've got green hair. They've got no hair. They've got some sort of disaster that they then have to make another video showing them fixing it up. So it's quite addictive. Do you ever watch Brad Mondo? Do you know of Mr. Mondo? I don't. I don't. So he's probably the most famous hairdresser on YouTube. He does hairdresser react. So he reacts (sighs) to these videos of people wrecking their hair.
0: I think I have seen him because yeah. I got really into for a moment last year, I got really into skincare YouTube. Yeah. And there's a lot of that on there, like dermatologist reacts yeah. to yeah. gadgets and yeah, products but- and stuff like that. And then I think my, the algorithm was like, you need to see this guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Reacting
0: to people doing really shit things to them.
1: See, I don't think he's actually hairdressed. He's only like twenty seven or twenty eight he's been a youtuber for like six years so he hasn't even hairdressed hairdressed (laughs) in like six years i don't think he even at this stage even knows about hair bless you bradmondo i I do if you're listening (laughs) i'm a big fan i don't think he's an actual hairdresser though he's just a youtuber but um as for the actual tv i've just finished watching um what's it called partner track on netflix have we heard of this one
0: I haven't heard of that either. Oh, I feel like they, no. I'm being introduced to so many new
1: shows. So Partner Track is a rom-com slash legal hybrid, so it's ticking so many boxes for me. It's, mm. it's got the rom-com, it's got a female lead, it's got, it's got a good concept. She's a, she's a lawyer in, is it New York or Chicago? Uh, new York. She's a, a lawyer trying to make partner, but the title, it's actually got a, quite a clever title. Um, partner track because she's on track to become partner of the law firm, and she's also trying to find a romantic partner.
0: That's beautiful.
1: And she's got the classic rom com tropes plus the legal tropes. It's very light and fluffy. She wears pink in almost every episode. It's very, it's got very much a Mindy Project vibe to it.
0: That sounds like my kind of I think you, thing. Actually, I think I'm would hearing, like it. I'm hearing serious legally blonde. Or yes. less cartoonish legally blonde?
1: Yes. It's I hadn't even thought of legally blonde, but yeah, that's such a yeah, now I think of it, that's a really obvious reference because she's wearing pink in all the scenes. Damn, okay. <laughs> um No, it's 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 no it's nothing groundbreaking. Um the legal stuff <laughs> I remember thinking in one episode. Oh so they they linger on all the romance scenes all the longing glances and then as soon as there's a legal scene where they need to explain something they rush through it so quickly that I can't even I can't even conceive of what what's happening these deals that they're striking but uh, it, it's it's sort of a bit uneven it doesn't really quite know what it need, what it wants to be and it's very light and fluffy but it, it's good I really enjoyed it I was actually like sad when it ended so so many
0: of those netflix shows do end quite like Abruptly, Mm.
1: as well. It had a lot of social justice commentary in it as well. So it it did it did try it tried to be a bit serious, but it's it's mostly it's mostly a rom com.
0: That sounds like I'm going to check that out. Mm. That's my my recommendation. I'm taking away from this
1: one.
0: Uh, Why don't you tell us what your very special episode is? Oh
1: my gosh! Okay, we haven't. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) sorry. (laughs) My very very special episode is an episode of Sliders. So we're coming in right at the end of season one, episode nine or 10, depending on where you find it. It's technically episode 10 because the first episode split into two, but sometimes it's called episode nine and it's called Luck of the Draw.
0: Okay. This was a, I don't think I'd ever heard of Sliders before. You're
1: not not the first. Um, So (laughs) Sliders is, where to begin about Sliders? Sliders is a mid-90s. Sci-fi show about a group of people who are sliders, and they the concept of this show is that these four people have come from what will later be called Earth Prime, and they the main character Quinn Mallory has invented a sliding machine that he he calls a sliding machine that opens pathways to parallel dimensions, parallel Earths that they slide through each episode. That's the basic concept of sliders.
0: It is, uh, it it felt like, we'll get into Mm -hmm. the meat of the episode in a moment, Mm -hmm. but it felt like it, to me, it owed a lot to Doctor Who, Um, Mm -hmm. that sort of professor character Mm -hmm. almost being
2: Mm -hmm. like
0: a parody of Doctor Who.
1: Okay. And
0: then all his companions and like sliding into these other worlds. Uh And... And maybe a show that I've never watched, but I feel like I know enough about, but Quantum Leap, it has a bit of that in it. Mm-hmm.
1: I've got so much to say to all of this. Okay, okay. go on, go <laughs> on. <laughs> um, right, okay. It's interesting you say the Doctor Who thing because when I've been re-watching Sliders the last two weeks. I, I got right back mm-hmm. into it and I was re- I've basically been reading all of the, all of the online discourse and it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's commonly it's a common pretty common view that it's the closest thing that the US ever had to a Doctor Who. It's similar. It's definitely a similar concept. Every week there's a different world, a different adventure. The professor's not necessarily the main character. No, no. He's and he's not necessarily the doctor. And if you had seen other episodes of season 1, I don't think you'd even like him. <laughs> okay. He's extremely misogynistic and it's not even played for I laughs. Mean, just- he just is
0: i didn't love him okay. coming out of this one
1: okay. <laughs> just a sort of weird
0: presence mm. in, in the, like like it's a very heightened world anyway but he just feels like he belongs to a different show almost
1: yes well he's british and the rest of them are american
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: um, as for Quantum Leap, I remember even as a kid, this show being compared to something called Quantum Leap, which I had never seen. I didn't know what it was, but mm. it would get brought up all the time when people talked about sliders. And I'd be like, I don't even know what Quantum Leap is. And it was 1996, so I couldn't go and watch it. So I, to this day, I'll, I get a bit of a, um, a reaction of like, it's not Quantum Leap, it's better. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's not necessarily true. I have seen a couple of episodes of Quantum Leap, during lockdown i didn't really love it i felt like it was very heavy-handed like very moralistic very um we're teaching you a lesson it was sort of Mm. like touched by an angel or oh wow
0: yeah
1: i felt like i had more that vibe like he comes into someone's life and like teaches them a lesson and saves them and then it's just like very dramatic but but sliders 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 is the biggest disappointment of all time because it has such a good concept to this day. It's the only show about parallel dimensions. It's the only one. That's why people still like it because it's all we've got. It's mm. it. There's no competition. If there was, Sliders would be at the bottom of the heat. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it has such a good concept and it completely wastes it and it wastes it in so many ways. It goes, this show goes so wrong in so many different ways, but to, to, just I'm, to backtrack. I'm
0: excited <laughs> yes. to hear how wrong <laughs> it <can go.
1: laughs> Oh, this show, just picture little me, right? I'm 12 years old. I'm sitting on my, in, in my lounge room. There's this advertisement for a show about parallel dimensions. In my little 12-year-old brain, Michael, I'm thinking my mind, my mind is blown wide open. I cannot believe that something <laughs> this amazing exists This is the thing, right, with sliders. I thought that they just made this concept up for the show. Oh, wow.
0: Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I didn't
1: know or realize that there is a theoretical concept about there being parallel dimensions. I just thought it was a TV show idea, if you know what I mean. I just thought it was just a really weird idea that a TV show writer had come up with, and it was the first time it (laughs) had ever been invented, and at the time, I was like stopping, <laughs> so stopping people in the street, <laughs> probably stopping people at school to tell them about this new concept called parallel dimensions. And I was just like, I, my mind, it was just could just blown wide open. So I had always been a big fan growing up of um, the Magic Faraway Tree books. That's probably my favorite okay. book series ever. I assume you're familiar as a Brit.
0: I am familiar. I am familiar. Yeah, we have to read that. It's like it's, uh, required reading.
1: For- it's definitely. Oh, I won't say proto sliders, but it's definitely like a similar <laughs> concept. They go to a different world each chapter, each episode, and I was just. I always loved that growing up. I didn't really put two and two together that they were similar concepts, but now looking back, I can see I was always like into that sort of thing. Anyway, sliders. So I was just telling everyone about this. I couldn't believe it. Every week I was just like, what are they going to do next? I can't believe this. And, okay, this is, the, this is probably one of the nerdiest, dorkiest things I've ever done at school. I used to take out my scientific calculator. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I used to take out my scientific calculator in every class. Oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. I can't believe I'm going to say this. And I used to get my friends... <laughs> To pretend to be the sliders with me <laughs> and anytime we would walk through a door I would pretend that I was opening the, the portal with I my calculator <laughs> I and, then, and um, I know they hated it you know and you can just tell someone is so annoyed <laughs> but you can't stop yourself because you just need to <laughs> and I was just like i don't care I, it. I don't care if you hate me <laughs> we're playing sliders right now and um every uh, week was just a countdown to the next episode like i just couldn't believe it. i thought this show was so good i just the feeling that it, i don't know the feeling that it put in me um to this day i'm still obsessed with parallel dimensions i will still talk about them all the time but yeah. even as a child i could recognize that it went off the rails real quick Sorry, I'll just ask one question first. What did you genuinely think of the quality of this episode? Like story-wise, quality-wise? When I started
0: watching, it is so 90s, mm-hmm. so I, I sort of give it that grace. It is, I, I felt like, hmm. mm-hmm. I felt like the character stuff, they felt like very cartoonish. Mm-hmm. But I felt like the plot mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. was just going at such a rate. I felt like it was very neatly crafted plot-wise. Wow. This episode. Okay.
1: So you may not be surprised to learn then that this is the best episode of Sliders.
0: Okay. Good. Good.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> I think a lot of people would watch that episode and go, "Yeah, yeah, it's okay." I can see like it's finding its feet. like, it, like it's okay. No, it, this is the absolute <laughs> peak. No, it never gets any better. I think, that's gen- I think it's just that's the most high-rated episode. There might be one that's at least even with it, but uh, mate, the pilot, the pilot's also quite good. No, this is the absolute peak of sliders. It's, it only gets worse, and the, the most disappointing thing about sliders is that it never really got good. It gets bad and then it gets even worse. But (laughs) the most disappointing thing is that it was never that good. Even at its peak, it's like, it's just okay. Because we'll talk about the episode. But so this is the final episode of season one. And the the first season is pretty good. It it was still written by the original creator, but it basically sticks with the concept that it's alternative histories. Each time they go into a different world, there's something at some point in history that's diverged from our own Earth, mm. and it's led to something different. So there's a world where they didn't they never invented penicillin, and everyone gets sick. Things like that. Is there
0: one where this is? Like a, a cell memory has just woken mm. up. But is there one where Hillary Clinton is president? Yes. Instead of Bill?
1: Yep. That was and then they, yep. That's the episode calling. that I was going to pick. And then I rewatched it and I. My blood pressure was through the roof. It is oh, so imagine. misogynistic. It's so problematic. I was like, I can't make, I can't make you watch it. I mean,
0: do they slide into a world where the concept of what if, what if women were people? Yep. like yep. what if women? Yes.
1: To... <laughs> yes. This week, sliders tackles the hot button topic of what if women could do things. <laughs> I couldn't. Wow. It was very difficult to watch. But still saying that, season one is the highest, is is the peak of Sliders. Season two, it's still okay, but season two, uh, that's when the creator the creator stops having input and it starts going very, very, very silly. So it stops being alternative history and starts just being what if. What if there's robots? What if there's fire that can talk? <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating. That's an episode. What if there's fire that can talk? I don't know at what point in human history you know the butterfly effect made that happen, but it, So it really drops the entire concept of alternative history and goes silly. And at that point, two of the cast members just left because it was so silly, and they were fighting. Which ones leave? The professor leaves oh
2: wow
1: and wade leaves so then you get just get left with rembrandt and Quinn it was already bad and then it goes to another level of I don't okay if you find a slider span and you mention the word chromag to them they are going to shudder they're not gonna <laughs> want to talk to you so season two episode introduces the concept that I haven't even got up to these episodes but so I'm really flying just by past memories here, but there's a concept that at some point in human evolution, a, sim- a humanoid species uh, co-evolved with humans, and these cro have just innately sliding ability. Okay? Oh,
0: wow. Um, okay. <laughs> so
1: they're, they're introduced in season two for one episode, and that's where they should have stayed. No. In seasons <laughs> four and five the entire show is about them. Oh, no. Um, so it stops no. being, being Westline to alternative universes and starts being we a War with the cro It's sort of like, so they sort of start as like Dalek, Cyberman type creatures that you might see once or twice and then the entire show becomes about them and it becomes so convoluted and so awful. And it already was bad and even at the start, it was sort of disappointing. This is why Sliders is so heartbreaking because it was it's such a good concept and at its core, like there's something there. And yes. it just it just went it just went wrong so many times. A famous thing with Sliders is that they they start story arcs and things that never, ever, ever, ever have any resolution. I think I was reading the TV tropes page. And someone pointed out that nothing that gets set up ever has a payoff, except maybe once or twice accidentally. Like there's some (laughs) accidental continuity, but never anything on purpose. So you can't really watch it thinking, oh, I wonder what will happen with that storyline or that character, because the answer is nothing. They'll basically just um, reset it the next episode.
0: I... I feel like we're jumping ahead quite a lot, but does that <laughs> yeah. happen with this guy that yep. slides yep. back with them?
1: Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely it does. <laughs> Absolutely it does. So there, yep, yeah, you got it. There's this guy, Ryan, that the female, the female character, Wade, <laughs> falls in love with after knowing him for, what was it, an hour. So he, <laughs> he gets set up essentially to be the third wheel of the love triangle between the two main characters. And, yeah. Uh, he was meant to become a main character in the next season, have an ongoing story arc, and come in between the two. You know, will they or won't they coupling?
0: Yeah, that would that would make sense. That would mm-hmm. that would,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> but, mm-hmm.
0: but he doesn't. No.
1: So what happened was the series actually got cancelled, but like a soft cancel after season one. And it got brought back by a very early fan petition to, like, let's get Sliders back in 1995. So it did come back for a season two, but it was two years later. The original creator was sidelined and they were basically like, we're not going to have this Ryan guy in it. So there's one sentence in the next episode where Wade goes, yeah, Ryan decided to stay in in the last world. Oh, well. At least oh, they wow. mention it. That's for sliders, <laughs> they've really gone above and beyond. Um, that's, that's so good for them to at least acknowledge it.
0: I mean, we'll get into the world that he was leaving in yes. a minute. And I, why would you go
1: back? <laughs> no, he doesn't go back there. What happened is no. I, what, um, there must have been um, something just off, that off screen. So they're in a oh, world okay. and then they're sort of referencing, I think what they're referencing is that there was a world in between that he just randomly decided to stay in. <laughs> okay. Even though it doesn't make any sense. If you watch the next episode, it doesn't make any sense at all that that would have happened. But they, they have to, I guess, at least they addressed it. So it's, it's something. But yeah, another thing that never gets brought up again. When I watched this episode for this, I started to take notes, but I only took one note. And my <laughs> I only ended up taking one note. And my note is I bet we never hear about this journal ever again. And of course we don't.
0: Oh, oh yes. <laughs> I thought that was the, the format nah, of the show. Nah. No.
1: <laughs> There's this little okay. plot contrivance narrative device at the start where she's like, oh, I've decided to start keeping a journal of our travels. It's just an excuse to do a quick voiceover about the about the planet, which they could have really just mm. done because no one was caring. <laughs> There's no <laughs> way she's carrying around a journal with her from planet to planet. They don't even take supplies. They don't even take a backpack with food in case they're on a barren planet. She carrying around a journal. No way she is. No, nah, we never <laughs> hear of this journal ever again. And we never have a voiceover ever again. It was just a way wow. to sort of frame this episode because in this episode, because it's the final it has at least in the first few minutes. It has almost a weird TV movie cinematic vibe at the start. It's quite slow and languid, and it has the voiceover, and it, it's just a different vibe to sliders normal. What sliders normally has, and that voiceover, yeah, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit different. But no, we never have that again.
0: Do we need any context for this? Like, it's, so I, I kind of put together that they've all got absurd names mm. the most 90s tv names wade and quinn they
1: actually have good <laughs> names it's rembrandt, they rembrandt do have Brown, good names. professor maximilian arturo brilliant mallory quinn and wade wells so they that's one thing they they did quite well i feel like the names are strong you you remember them
0: so so i picked up that quinn is like a scientist yes. and he created this portal thing
1: in the pilot quinn is they never really say exactly what he is, but it's genu- gen- genuinely generally believed that he's a grad student in the professor's okay. class. And he's like some little, you know, genius, mid-20s genius. He's like a slacker, yet mm-hmm. in his <laughs> parents' basement, he has put together a device that, yeah, can open up portals to other dimensions. So he's sort of... He's, he's, the, he's mostly the main character, but he, he is the one that created this device. Even the con- the very concept of sliders is a giant plot hole because he creates this device using, you know, 1994 technology that opens <laughs> portals to parallel universes. In the pilot, what happens is Wade is his co-worker, the professor is his teacher, and Paul Rembrandt is just some random passerby that gets sucked into the vortex.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Okay.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So he's created this sliding device that creates portals. And because there's a series of mishaps where they break the timer. So the setup of the show is that the timer breaks and they can't get back to Earth. They can't get back to their home Ah, Earth. And they're always trying to get back because the timer's broken. But as everyone has pointed out, why couldn't – if he's made it before – why doesn't he just stay in one of the worlds that has the same technology and just recreate it? Um, yeah, there's absolutely yeah, no, just, no, there's no reason why he doesn't do that. So no reason at all. So the entire concept is flawed. But that's just, yeah, that's just one. <laughs> that's just one <laughs> of thousands.
0: And um, Rembrandt is, like, famous.
1: Yes. In- you picked up on that. Oh, because he mentions he the spinning tops. So this is also yes. very uneven. Whether some, so he starts in the pilot episode. He's on his way to sing the national anthem at a sporting event. So he's quite famous in the pilot episode, and yet from then on, he's it's often the butt of the joke that you know he was a washed-up singer who no, who no one has known of for twenty years. But in the pilot episode, he was still really famous. So, but that, that's just sliders for you. They would just whatever continuity they want to use at the time, they will use. But yes, he is meant to have been a famous singer in the original universe.
0: There's so much to talk about with oh, this episode. I feel so like we've much. Covered two, two hours. There's Could so you give much. us like a 60-second yes. rundown of this episode? So
1: let's talk about this episode. So it's called Luck of the Draw. So at the start of the episode, the four sliders, they're taking a nice, a nice little stroll through this pristine, sort of beautiful village. It's almost like the Gilmore girls set. They're sort of yes, just it is. walking <laughs> through this like charming little town that's meant to be San Francisco. Come back to that because we actually see the real San Francisco in the background in a couple of shots. Anyway, mm. San Francisco is meant to be, you know, this woodland paradise. Um you know, it's, it's a little bit stepford you know, it's a little bit fake, but everyone's happy, everyone has everything they need. It's sort of a utopia, and everyone has access to anything they want. So the concept of the episode is that there's these ATMs littered around the city that they can just go to. This, by the way, this makes no sense. But they can just go and get the money out, and the concept is that the more money they take out of the ATM the more chance they have to go in something called the lottery. I don't, I don't, I genuinely don't understand why or how the more money you take, the more chances you get to go in the lottery. We can discuss that in a bit, but anyway, (laughs) the character, so they're all like, let's get money out. We can take as much as we want. And a couple of them get a bit greedy and take thousands. Professor Arturo takes $1 or something. And, In, they go about their merry way and they, they have some small town adventures. They go, they go fishing, they go on a horse ride. And because it's the final episode, Wade has to set up, you know, some sort of tension and she says, I think we should stay here. I think, you know, we're, we're at the end of our journey. We're never getting home. Let's just find a beautiful planet, a, blue, a beautiful earth like this. and let's, let's just stay here and create a world together, a life together, because she's in love with Quinn. So that's sort of her little, you know, she wants, the, she wants them to stay there. But, of course, everything is not as it seems because it never is. So it's a little <laughs> bit Logan's Run. It's not exactly. But I was getting Logan's yeah. Run vibes here because. He was
0: giving me Hunger Games, yes. which I think is just off of that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: So the, they have a nice little, exp- um, oh, everything's very neat inside as well. They'll either walk past someone who explains the exact rules of the world to them. <laughs> or they'll find a magazine that neatly explains it. And then so they find a magazine that says, oh, on this planet, there's only five, I think it was 500 million people. Like, oh, that's only a tenth of the population of our Earth. They just leave it at that. They don't really get into the whys. They just leave us with that. There's also a nice little billboard in the background that says birth control in a can. But I think we're just meant to go, oh, that's, that's a nice convenient way to stop pregnancy. There's there's a few <laughs> little hints dropped. So wait, put a pin mm.
0: in that though, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm intrigued by what this is all about. Mm-hmm. But let's put a pin in mm-hmm. birth control
1: in again.: <laughs> Um. So Wade wins the lottery, and she's ecstatic. Even though they're only on the planet for three days, I don't know how they would ever transfer this money. This is not the first episode where they've won a large amount of money and gone, all our problems are solved. How? How are you transferring this money to the other world? You're not. Anyway, we're meant to believe, oh, all her problems are solved. She's a millionaire. She gets into the limo. She gets given this credit card that lets her buy anything she wants. She's got unlimited amounts of money. And Jerry O'Connell, who's the main character, there's this little scene where the lottery – Governor, what, what about official says oh, you'll be riding in limos for the rest of your life? Sorry, it's a it's a bit heavy handed, and Jared O'Connell's eyebrows shoot up like, <laughs> wow, what does that mean? Even though there's absolutely no way that his character should be suspicious at all, so it's just really the actor's choice to really like flag that for us. Like, what do you mean by the rest <laughs> of her life? <laughs> So it gets revealed, I feel like the pacing of this episode, it gets revealed way too early in the episode. I feel that it's, we're only a third of the way in when it's revealed that this lottery is just killing people off. So if you win the lottery, you essentially just get killed and you get to leave the money behind to your dependents, but obviously you, you can't, you don't take the money with you. You're just, you're just killed off or ma- you make way and it gets revealed quite, quite early on, and there's this, uh, oh, this is so bad. There's the right to lifers and I still, I don't know what they were trying to do with that, but there's a group of people called the right to lifers. Um, we'll we'll get back get to that. that uh, <laughs> one time, yeah, I'll finish the summary and then we'll get back into that because I don't know what they thought they were doing with that. The right to lifers are trying to stop the lottery. As a side note, it would this would have been a better episode if the people going to die didn't know they were going to die. There's absolutely no reason yes. for the right to life. is because everyone knows what's happening. Anyway, so <laughs> the people on the world know. They know they're dying. So there's not really any tension there, but the sliders don't know and they find out. Uh, so Wade is going to be killed. Uh, she falls in love with a man after one hour. Rembrandt also falls in love with one of the lottery winners who's going to die. And they sort of have similar, they're both falling in love with people who are going to die. There's some conversation about whether they're going to take them through the slide. It all blows up when Rembrandt gets uh, lumped in with the right to lifers and the penalty for trying to stop the lottery from trying to stop the death is to be killed in an even more painful way, which also doesn't make sense. (laughs) So Rembrandt gets sentenced to painful death instead of peaceful death and they have to break him out of the van it's it ends in a very typical sliders way where they just you know push some people down and run away and they go through the portal that's pretty typical sliders um except in this case they take an extra person with them but it's pretty typical sliders you know they someone gets captured they're about to miss the window to slide back out of the planet and it usually just gets resolved by a bit of a fire a bit of a push and they run that's that's how this one gets I, resolved I, as well.
0: I think that's what I reacted to mm. in like, think, feeling like it was quite tight mm. because it they it it, it it there are these neat turns where they're revealing things. I mean, mm-hmm. it's you said you said it was like a third of the way through mm-hmm. and we found out about the death thing. I, I feel like I knew it from like second. Oh one yeah, yeah. it's not. <laughs>
1: it's not subtle. <laughs> it's not. It's definitely not subtle. But I still feel like. Yeah, I feel like it could have been made more subtle and then had the reveal later. But essentially they have to reveal it at the 10 minute mark because everyone obviously knows that's what ha- that's what's happening.
0: I think the paciness is what makes it feel and, and that's a very that was a very Doctor Who thing as well. Mm-hmm. Like the the sort of running to jump into the portal and mm-hmm. oh he's been stopped mm-hmm. and like Oh, and I forgot that he got shot.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he gets shot. <laughs> he gets shot. I forgot that too. Because guess uh, what? Next episode doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. But again, like with the Ryan thing, they have to at least acknowledge it because it was a gunshot wound. But it's quickly just pushed aside. Yeah, he's he's fine. They actually go to see a witch doctor in the next episode that cures him. But it's uh, wow. another that's another story. That's another story. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's basically the plot of the episode. And as far as Sliders goes, this is a, you're right, this is a tight episode by Slider standards. It's <laughs> got a plot. I'll say that. It's got one. It makes you think a little bit. It doesn't have a very strong alternative history. It never really, oh, no, it does actually. So the way that this world is explained, there's a bit of exposition where the two characters are on a bed and Professor... The professor says, Oh, there's this famous quote by I can't remember the philosopher's name, it's Thomas something.
0: Oh, yes.
1: And they yes. say, Oh, well, there's this philosopher who said that humankind is always doomed to be miserable because the planet, the population will always outweigh the amount of food. I guess this planet mm. took that seriously. So in this world, <laughs> philosophers are just listen to someone heard that quote and went, We're gonna start <laughs> killing people. Because uh, yeah, that's definitely how it would work. But so essentially the reason this earth is different to ours is that they've got the population under control because they kill off volunteers essentially volunteers. Everyone, everyone's in on it. I do feel like it would have been so much stronger if it was a Logan's run situation where they didn't know that's what was happening. But they just yeah. sort of know. So I this right to life group, I don't understand. I, I don't understand what the writers what political stance the writers were trying to make there. That,
0: yeah. Cause I mean we've 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 talked about what the what happens in the episode, mm. but what is it about? Do you
1: think what is it about? Most of those that episodes aren't thing. Yeah. Because it's essentially saying the right to life is we're right. Yes. <laughs> But it's so <laughs> peculiar,
0: and also it's so strange. And also, there's
1: absolutely no point to have them when everyone knows what the deal yeah. is. And yeah. they, they give Jerry O'Connell this pamphlet explaining what the lottery lottery is, <laughs> but
0: mm-hmm.
1: everyone knows. So, who are those pamphlets for? I loved the pamphlet
0: though. It did make me go. There was a lot of moments in this where I was like, this whole show falls apart if the internet exists.
1: Yeah. Just
0: like there's a lot of like having to talk to people on the street or reading a paper or looking at being handed a pamphlet with the rest of the plot. Yeah.
1: And none of the worlds, of course, have invented internet, but yeah, they basically in every world they go to they turn on the tv to just like get you know a little quick snapshot of what's going on or very coincidentally conveniently they'll walk past someone who just stops them and just explains the rules of the world to them (laughs) um and also the big thing with sliders is no matter whatever the difference is whatever the point of difference is in that particular world every single person on that planet has made it their entire personality um (laughs) Like in this world, everyone just cares about the lottery. Everything's about the lottery. When it was the pandemic world, all that, that's what everyone cared about. It, um, yeah, no matter what world they go to, everyone knows the main plot point. The four main characters are always very, very, very important in the first couple of episodes. <laughs> oh, So Insiders, a big concept is they will often run into their doubles, There there aren't any doubles in this one, probably because they're all dead. But a major plot point in sliders is that they'll run into their doubles, and the doubles are always like super important, like heads of state or kings or revolutionary leaders. The the other big problem (laughs) with Believe, well, the other big problem that I always have with it was that, well, A, they always slide straight into the middle of the action like why why have they always slid into the day where a revolution is (laughs) happening or the king's being beheaded or the world is being hit by an asteroid and it's never explained in the plot why like correct me if I'm wrong but in Doctor Who isn't there an explanation that the TARDIS is actually trained to sort of go to drama
0: Yes, yeah. Yeah, she's dramatic.
1: Yeah, but like. She lives for the drama. Yeah, there's parts. an explanation though that like it's it gets attracted to it. That's why.
0: Mm, yeah. There's yeah. nothing like
1: that in sliders. You could do that quite
0: easily mm, in sliders as well. I feel like. I don't know. It's like, oh, the, the energy of a big moment yeah. is what's pulling <gasps> us in.
1: Or I do That know. would be. That is the simplest explanation and they don't even do that. Yeah. But <laughs> because of that, there's so many there's so many gaps that sliders fans have to fill in. And a lot of people will be like, make their own little fan theories that, yeah, that's essentially what's happening because otherwise, why are they always going to worlds that (laughs) are so similar essentially, but so dramatic? Like, why haven't they just gone to a world that's actually so different that they can't even exist? Like, it's just so different or a world that's so similar, but the only difference was like that I had something different for breakfast this morning. Why aren't they going to that world? <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's always these, yeah, you know, movie, little movie of the week, Monster of the Week episodes. So, a lot, yeah, fans have basically had to do their own little theories on that. Otherwise, yeah, it, it makes very little sense.
0: There's some of that, like, explanation stuff in this as well. The thing that... Are we could, like, oh, we can't bring like this woman that you've fallen in love with in, in half an hour no. because, like, it takes too much energy or something. That's just, I know. i are gonna bring this bloke at the end. When I
1: saw that, it's that they've never said anything like that before, and they never say anything like that after. It's just based on nothing. Like, he says something like, the system can't support it. What system? what system queen like there's no system here <laughs> what system
0: <laughs> it's like a remote control with a, a big red oh, so the, do
1: you know what my remote con- do you know what it is it's an early motorola cell phone that they use in season one yes yeah. of course it
0: is of yeah. course it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just a motorola cell phone and in season two they must have broken it and they just start using a tv remote <laughs> <laughs> so i was actually quite I was quite, you know, on board with my calculator. Like that's essentially (laughs) all these device devices. And I mean, it's being powered ostensibly by his original setup in the basement. But like, I don't really think it is because what is to stop someone just going down and turning that off? Really, it's just this remote control that's doing all of this (laughs) and there's no system and there's no reason why extra people can't go through it. It That's just to, like, create some false drama of why yes. <laughs> this woman can't come with them. And she ends up dying. And I feel that's actually a really beautifully shot um, scene. I, that's when she dies in this episode. Yeah. It's like actually just like how it's actually shot. I mean, it's a bit, what's that trope like? Um, It's a bit, you know beautiful dead girlish but it is really beautiful mm. um it's really nicely shot and so she decides not to go through the slide with them she wants to die she's happy to die and the other guy does go through with them and of course the system can handle it because there's no system <laughs> <laughs> but um i have a question for you would you if this was a sliders podcast we would, we would ask the question would you stay in this world
0: oh wow okay <laughs>
1: um i <sighs> I
0: do, mm, but I personally wouldn't because I hate the mm-hmm. outdoors and I okay. hate like, that kind of Wow,
1: well, so that's what you <laughs> hate about it. There's a lot of
0: like, very wholesome fun happening in yep. this world. Like okay. fishing and horse riding. Yeah, the thing, fishing
1: is not my thing. But,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I quite like the odds of it. Mm-hmm. But the, the bit that I sort of couldn't get as well, because you, cause you figure out like what is happening
2: mm-hmm.
0: pretty early on mm-hmm. and then it's like that the woman that Rembrandt sort of falls in love with mm. comes to the fashion show and it's like they keep talking about the rest of your life but the rest of your life is like
1: two minutes the rest two hours, of the yeah. afternoon yeah. <laughs>
0: and it's like well how is that how's that fun how's that anything <laughs> I
1: just didn't I know care. especially because <laughs> the rest of their life was perfect anyway. So yeah, what's this yeah. last two hours got to do with it? And it's so, and it, this is also the bit where we say that there's still a city. I, I think that's just a mistake. I just think it's a late lazy writing. I think like, because they essentially set up that um, San Francisco is no longer there. It's a little woodland. It's a little Gilmore Gilmore Girl set. And then we see them driving a the limo past the city. I think that's just a mistake. I think, yeah. <laughs> like it's just a mistake. There's a lot of them in sliders, but um, so the city is kind of still there, but I don't think it's meant to be. I think we're just meant to ignore it.
0: They do have a Gucci shop. Yeah, um, got to, exactly. Sorry. Which
1: also makes no sense. Um, Would you it, have stayed in this world? Would I have? You've made me rethink because you pointed out the fishing. <laughs> as far as Utopias go, I know what they were. I know what they were trying to show. I feel like just because it it was shot just in Vancouver. They just had to use the set they had to show, like, this is a beautiful world. It's not really my ideal world, but I know that in-universe it was meant to be essentially a utopia where no one had problems. So the trade-off in this world is that you might not live for very long. You might Mm. be killed off. But as Professor says, everyone's in on it. Everyone's agreed. Everyone has agreed this is the best way to go ahead and make society good and everyone's happy. So would I stay? I personally I don't I don't care necessarily about a long life. I think I'd rather have a happy life. But it's just that you're right. It's not quite, it's not quite good enough. I think I'd always be thinking, there's gotta be a better utopia than this. <laughs> yeah. than, than fishing and horse riding. It's got, it could be a little bit better. So yeah, I think. But then again, with sliders, there's always the risk that you're going to go into a pandemic world or a dinosaur world or a fire world or a ice world.
0: Or a Hillary Clinton. Or a Hillary
1: is Clinton in present world. world. So um, it's a bit of a risk. I would almost say I would. I'm on board with Wade, like it was worth considering. Mm-hmm. But imagine mm-hmm. staying there and then the next day you win the lottery <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have anyone on that planet to give you money to because you're a slider. So no, I don't think I would, but I almost would. Like I do think it was a. I'm not like horrified by the fact they were killing people off because everyone knew about it. I think I would have been if it was the Logan's Run situation where they didn't know mm. and they were being tricked. But ev- everyone knew that's what was happening, so I'm not really outraged by it. And I will, you know, give it to them. Even the characters had a pretty even. Handed approach to it too like they, they they could see the positives of it
0: yes and i yes i think that was the thing that that's the thing that works about that setup of characters as well like with the exception of the professor mm. i think is that they all have a like a clear enough character that i got what they were yeah. quite quickly yeah what sort of function they were performing yeah. and then what their take on it was and that felt right yeah the professor i mean there was one bit like well the rest of them were like worrying about where wade was the professor's like sitting back on a sofa reading the newspaper Mm -hmm. (laughs) i I felt a little bit like come on let's get a bit of action
1: (laughs) that is the thing with sliders they have such down Played reactions to the most serious situations. So almost every episode, their lives are at risk, or they're they're at risk of being trapped in these worlds. And they're usually like, oh well, um, we'll see how it works out. They don't have very realistic reactions to the peril that they're in, and they're very laissez-faire about even making the slide, even though they would be. It's not actually established in this first season. But the rule of the slide is that if they get stuck on the planet, they're there for 29 years, which is so arbitrary. I can't remember why it's 29 years, but yeah. And then they'll
0: slide back? I don't know because it never happens.
1: (laughs) there, There is this weird 29 years rule. But as everyone's pointed out, they could just make the sliding machine again because he's done it before. <laughs> and they have landed on several worlds since that have like really good technology and they've even met other sliders. And yet they never go, oh, we should just fix our sliding machine that's broken then. No. They just, <laughs> they've got to stick to the rule of the episode's over. So we're going to the next world.
0: I. Uh... There's so much, yeah, there's so much in this show that mm. it was just so peculiar. But it, I, I did enjoy watching it. I think it is an enjoyable 45 minutes of tele. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's something so easy yeah. about the 90s, about these kind of yeah. 90s shows.
1: Especially this first season that was shot in 1994. It aired in 95, but it has a very, like, slow pace almost it has a very mm. like early 90s feel to it whereas yes. the next few seasons as it, it jumps ahead to like 1997 essentially after this and it's got more of a faster pace the not that this was great quality to watch but it gets sort of even worse as it goes on i think they shot it even cheaper more cheaper in the next couple of seasons what how did you watch it did you watch it on
0: uh, I watched it on YouTube, but I paid oh, for it. I watched YouTube. it on YouTube. Did it. you get a you weird
1: know. version where they repeated a scene?
0: Oh, no. Oh,
1: must <laughs> just Did be you? mine. Yeah, I got, I got a version where they showed the death scene twice,
0: Just like oh, a, a wow. glitch in the
1: episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, after this, yeah, the production value goes down. But yeah, this um this first season, it does have a very early mid nineties vibe. And it's 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 decent in the first season. I still don't think it ever was the show it could have been. Yeah, it's I think even so the professor, the actor who plays the professor. Was very opinionated about the writing and the stories, and he he quits in like season three when it goes when it starts getting really 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 silly, oh, and wow. he was very vocal even to this day about just how disappointing it was. He says, you know, I loved the concept; it was so good, it was such a good sci-fi concept, and it just never lived up to <laughs> to what it, oh. to what it could have been. And like, yeah, <laughs> I agree; it's a shame. Um, I think that it could have been so interesting. Like they really like the concept of going to a parallel universe. Like there's so many things they could have done. And instead it just it's usually just very silly. That's it, it usually is just very silly. And there's just usually so many plot holes that it's distracting. <laughs> um it's it's often quite distracting.
0: Is there is there stuff in this that you like in this episode? Like what's the stuff that makes you go back to it or makes you want to rewatch it
1: this isn't necessarily my favorite episode but i did pick it because it's this is probably one of the strongest episode and there's there's stuff to talk about but i do like i like that it has a plot i like that it has a bit of philosophy to it mm. and i i like the what i i'm i'm really into utopias and the concept of utopias and mm. i sort of hate in media that they always portrayed as oh but there's a dark secret underneath um because ideally I think that we could have a utopia that doesn't have a dark secret underneath but could we because uh, in media it seems no it's always brave new world mm. it's always it's always yeah, some someone's gonna gonna kill you if you step out of line but yeah I I'd really do like utopia media I do think this this episode has a, a good plot a good story I think that
0: utopia thing that uh, not to be too philosophical but I do think like the sort of popularity of dystopias from mm. like the 80s and then from the early, twen- or early 2000s mm. to the mid 2010s is you sort of see how we end up in the situations mm. we're in. I think we need a good utopia now is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, we need to be shown that there is a different way of
1: Mm, it's definitely this. swung back to that direction. There's a famous or, or like a well-known sci-fi magazine, I just can't think of the name of it, but they only focus on utopia fiction and they have very strict rules for submission and they basically don't mm-hmm. want anything that does have that dark undercurrent. They're trying to find stories that portray a utopia. Obviously, you still have to have a story. Obviously, something has to happen in a story that's a bit controversial, but they, they have a rule that, yeah, you don't have don't submit a the story with this oh secretly you're gonna get killed like don't put that in it which i think is interesting mm-hmm. because it's hard it's hard to think of something that's interesting that's still got a story and it doesn't have this twist that all oh, the utopia isn't quite what it seems
0: i feel like it's the human stories is it not like you, you make the utopia and then like yes you live in utopia but yes. like you're kid could still die or like you're exactly right split up your marriage might split up because you don't actually like each other or something like that like yeah and the
1: utopia setting can still play into it you're exactly right i think that's what they're looking for they're trying to get people away from the cliche of the utopia is secretly terrible so yeah even in the utopia obviously there would be problems but you know, I guess there'd just be a better safety net and a better standard of living. Is there
0: what's what's the stuff that you don't like in this episode? <laughs> what do? <you>, Who's <laughs> trying to ask that and take it seriously?
1: <laughs> no, um, I I mostly do like it. As far as sliders goes, I don't. I you really liked the pacing. I feel like it, they could have had the reveal later. And like I've said probably 10 times now that they should have had the characters not know. It could have just been a little bit, it could have actually been really good with a couple of little, little tweaks. What don't I like? I don't love Ryan, so I'm not, I'm not that upset that they immediately <laughs> wrote him out because he didn't really have any character apart from he liked poetry. It's established once before that Wade studied poetry never mentioned again. But I think that's what they were meant to have bonded over—that they both liked poetry. But he—he um, wow. he was pretty wet. Um, the right to life is—I still don't. I didn't like it, and I—I I feel like it was very heavy-handed. And I feel like it was a seek. I think they were trying to hint that in real world, even though sliders aren't actually from our world, but oh, okay, in real world, the right to life is our right. yeah they left it ambiguous enough though i guess
0: i was just trying to like i was trying to figure out what it was like i was like what Mm. was going on in the culture that that like clearly there are parallels Mm -hmm. to like Mm anti-abortion activists they're right Mm. and then i was like was this the first time we were getting anti-abortion activists in this kind of way i don't know i just I, i couldn't figure out what what it was meant to be saying it's the or... first
1: time we've had that but i feel like it's about the sixth time that there's been some aspect that has slight right-wing undertones oh, that it wow. should be okay. just removed <laughs> enough that they have sort of like deniability uh, so the episode with hillary clinton as president is full of weird messages that can be taken <laughs> badly and yeah the right to life is but also like if the right to life has got their way in this world the society would fall apart <laughs> so they are bad but aren't they it's that's what i mean they sort of play it both ways so it's, it's hard to say whether they're saying they're good or bad um i think they're I they're more saying they're good i guess this is also one of the rare, oh, it's not rare, but more often than not, the sliders save the day and they save the planet. So one of the big things I had a problem with even as a kid, even as a kid I could clock that it was really problematic that every time the sliders slid into a world that didn't abide by current-day American capitalistic you know, more and standards, that the sliders would just put that on the planet and be like, you're wrong. You need to be thinking, acting exactly how we were in 1995 America and you're basically primitive, you're wrong if you're not doing that. So this is one of the rare episodes where they don't do that as heavy-handedly. They still don't solve, they don't really save anyone, apart from that guy, but... They don't, they don't make any big change to the planet. Like, there's literally episodes where they save the planet and at the end everyone's shaking their hands and saying, thank you for showing us a better way. Bye, Sliders. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> they don't do that in this episode. I think that's one of the things I like about it because even as a kid, I could see that, like, there's no way that these four random people is, are capable of just solving the problems of no. every single Earth they slide into, like who are they? No. Yeah, but this, <laughs> this episode doesn't do that.
0: Uh, a very important question mm-hmm. is Quinn Hart.
1: Yeah, is he, hot? he is in season one. <laughs> okay. Okay. He is in season one. This isn't. This is very important. I was having the exact same question. He's got really good hair in this season.
0: It's he's very nineties hair, but it's good hair. He's it's very
1: pouty. He's very like he's quite not a feminist in the anti-feminist episode that's masquerading (laughs) as feminist but it's extremely anti-feminist he is probably the best one of the three men he he's quite good in that episode but as far as like physical hotness yes his hair is amazing in season one you know he's he's got like a nice good pouty like nice face i feel like jerry o'connell didn't like hasn't like age that's that's maybe not very nice, but I feel like he didn't maintain that hotness as the series went on hmm. do you Do you remember when he dated Jerry Halliwell, Jerry and Jerry?
0: No, <laughs> I don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Who was that uh, It was like, like for a month in two thousand and three, um wow. Jerry and Jerry. I don't, what I don't know why that's come what, to my mind. Um, what power. What, what power, exactly. Power, that's really my two worlds combined. It's probably why I remember. Because yeah. that was the Spice skills and Sliders combined. Um, but, you know, I, I think he is hot in this. What was your opinion on that?
0: Yeah, I, I think he is hot. But yeah. it, I was like, I just couldn't, I couldn't put my finger on oh why. It just had turned me so upside down. I didn't know if I was right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. In season one, he he definitely is, and in this episode, he is. He doesn't yes. do or say much. He just sort of like looks around. Um, <laughs> I
0: think that's why. Yeah, I
1: like you know, <laughs> um, he does. He just and when he sort of storms off, it's quite hot too because he's basically like, "Oh, I'm not I'm not dealing with this," and Wade's like. Are you still taking me to the bowl? And he's like, "Yes, I'll be there." <laughs> and that, that's that was sort of hot too, because like he didn't want to, but of course he was still going to do it. I think
0: also turning up to the ball not in a uh, suit and just carrying loads of books <laughs> for some
1: reason—that's
0: <laughs> yeah. that, <What>? hot. <laughs> to me.
1: Where'd he get those books from? <laughs> like, it's the middle of the night. Well, we went to <laughs> the midnight library to get books on a topic he already knew about and that everyone knew about. Like, <laughs> but yeah, he is, he is hot in this episode. Yeah, there's not, I don't know, there's not a lot of eye canyon sliders. So executive meddling, so they decided in season three that Wade wasn't hot enough very like quite blatantly and publicly just made this very clear obvious like not even subtly decided that she wasn't hot enough so they cast they cast another female Carrie Weaver as um a slider and she's actually one of my favorite characters I actually really like her but that's the reason Wade leaves because yeah that she got told to her face that she's not hot enough to be the female lead and they got a a hot girl in and yeah the actress left because you know that's not a nice way to be treated. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I will. Oh. I will say that's something quite refreshing about the cast, though. They're sort of they're different shapes and sizes. It's it's diverse, and oh, I mean, I don't want to. It's diverse in a couple of different ways. At least Elisa's not just for mm. mid twenties white guys. Elisa's got yes. There's like a, a few different personalities, different sizes, different. But uh, it, by mid nineties. I feel, I feel like the characters are interesting enough. They never get huge characterizations. They don't really have arcs. They don't really develop. Arturo has a very strong character. Quinn's a bit wet. Wade, I feel, doesn't act like any person ever acts. <laughs> like She's very hard. To, she's kind of hard to get on board with because mm, she doesn't really do anything except thirst after Quinn. And like that's her whole yeah, personality.
0: I, I mean, it does feel like her function in the group is the woman.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> like, why I keep calling like, her. I hate that. Her personality
0: her, is her woman. personality
1: is she's the woman. Um, <laughs> I I really like Rembrandt. As a kid, he was my favorite because I saw all the episodes. Like I know in season two and three, he's probably the most likable best character. In season one, he's a bit pompous from just coming off being a famous singer. But he—he's certainly a lot more likable in the later seasons, and he's the only one that's like kind of n- just not friendly and charming um, a lot of the time, whereas the other three kind of aren't. And he's the only one that sticks around till the end as well. And he actually—spoiler—but he gets to go home at the end, so it's nice. Oh, I'm
0: he's glad the it's only a happy one. No, the
1: others all have horrible. <laughs> I think they were punishing their character, like the actors. <sighs> for leaving and they get written out in horrific ways like wade's is so bad i don't want to say it on air it's problematic and horrible how wade gets written out i'm Um, gonna have to go you have to look it up (laughs) um jerry o'connell just leaves and gets replaced by his brother who kind of looks like him and they say it's his double from another world who kind of looks like him (laughs) like fair enough and um rembrandt stays the whole way through, through multiple sugar babes, cast changes, and Rembrandt <laughs> goes to the end and he gets to go home. And I like that because I think he is my favourite. But they don't really have strong characters, so it's hard to choose a favourite, but yeah.
0: One of the things that I, I think watching this and like hearing you talk about watching it when you were like 12 yeah. as well, though, is I think this is like, it totally feels to me like I can get why. Yeah. I, I, it feels to me like... When you're 12, it's like the first sort of grown-up show about adults and not a children's program that you might watch.
1: I think it was my first. And it was the first thing to introduce me to anything high concept. And Mm. to this day, like Sliders has such a loyal fan base. So about a week ago when I was doing my rewatch, I went into Reddit, as one does, Reddit um, slash R slash Sliders, Yes. And something popped and up. We will
0: be promoting this episode on the r slash sliders. <laughs> oh, Reddit yes, you, you have to. So, oh, absolutely. Hi, Reddit. Hi, fans. Reddit. We love you. I'm going to
1: call you. I'm going to give you a shout out right now. So I went to it and something <laughs> popped up and it said, 800 people have visited this page this week. And I thought, no way.
2: Yeah. I thought,
1: yeah. and I saw that the subreddit only had 2,000 members. And I'm like, it's only got 2,000 members. What? Half of them? i regularly checking <laughs> this every week. No, they are. There is new posts there all the time. I, I Like to this day, people are like talking about sliders and rewriting it and talking about how it could have been better and discussing episodes. I'm like, wow, I was like, I can't believe this is current. I was expecting to have to go back seven years to find, you know, the last mm. most recent post. But yeah, I'm like 800 people. I know that's not a lot, but at the same time, it is because I was no, expecting like zero. I'm yeah. <laughs> like, half the people who are subscribed are regularly interacting with it. And there's a, there's still Sliders fan boards out there that are updated every day. So oh, wow. there's definitely still a Sliders community. And I guess I'm part of it. <laughs> Although. Oh. Yeah, I don't think I'm the only slightest fan who kind of hate isn't the right word. It's disappointed. It's mm. I always say heart. It's sort of heartbreaking how bad how bad it got and how nothing ever got resolved. And it's sort of just yeah, the best we have.
0: <laughs> Do you think you could reboot it?
1: Yes, it feels like a show
0: that you could reboot right Absolutely. now and it would still.
1: Work. I don't. I I can't believe. there's not another show about parallel dimensions I just actually Mm. can't and you could reboot it I feel like one of the problems would be a budget because they I guess you know they did what they could do on a very small budget and it's very hard to portray a different world every week I do Mm. concede that would have been very difficult They obviously had huge limitations and they did what they could do I think if it was made today they would have to do a bloody season-wide arc where they just stayed in the same parallel universe for the whole season. Mm. That's that's probably just what would happen for budget reasons and for story reasons, and that's just how people watch TV now. You could definitely get more into the worlds that way. So you'd get more into the sci-fi, alternative history, philosophy aspects by doing it like that, but you would lose the – what I loved about it as a kid – I just couldn't wait to see where they were going next week. And the fact it was different yes. every week is what I loved about it. I just couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. Friday night at 7.30, what world will they go to? Like, it was <laughs> so exciting to me. And I just don't know if you could do that now because I don't know how you get a different set and different effects to do, like, a totally different world every week. I mean, I know special effects are pretty good now, so I guess you could just make it all fake, but... It, it could it could definitely be rebooted. Maybe I could write it. Um, yeah, I,
0: I I put your name down for it. I'd put I put my name down just, for the
1: slider's reboot.
0: <laughs> so those eight hundred fans—that's more than watch some shows. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, those
0: eight hundred fans on the Reddit—they'll be straight. Oh, a hundred
1: percent, they will be. Every day, there's a new post going. When are they going to reboot it? <laughs> and I was on IMDB and. I didn't realise that that site like ranks popularity of like everything and Sliders is I think mm. the 1,200th just most popular thing in the world. Oh, and wow. <laughs> I know that's, that's not great. You're like, oh, it's 1, 1,200th most watched or most popular thing. But at the same time I was like, okay, <laughs> like that's not too bad. There's only, it's like, higher than it. there's only like a thousand things people would rather watch like it's not that bad it's 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 had a go it's um it does have loyal fans but yeah you're not the first person i've met this week because i have been talking about it because i've been re-watching it and it's no one wants to hear about it (laughs) but i've been re-watching it and i've been asking did you watch sliders and they were what sliders I think I've had that reaction like five times. Like, oh, like you haven't even heard of it. It was was a big show. It was. Mm. A, it had to have been. It did run for five seasons and it was on prime time. It was a big show, but I guess people just didn't watch it. Maybe because of the time slot, it was on 7.30 Fridays. That's when they used to sort of put flop shows when I was a kid because that was going <laughs> out night. So the only people mm. watching it were people too young to go out like me. Or people who are just too old. So maybe a lot of yeah. people did just miss it.
0: If, yeah. Because I, I, I talking about this now, I had no concept of it when I went in. Wow. I had no, like, memory of it, no. I, and I don't – I have to have a look and see if it was, like, when it was shown in the UK. But um, I that, – that Hillary Clinton episode is mentioned in a I know video what, I, I watched why, about – I
1: know why you know that, because you saw the Lindsay – it's the Lindsay ellis video yeah about that woman who plays hillary i knew that's how i i just figured out that's what that's what it was because (laughs) i probably watched that a couple of years ago and so when that episode replayed a few days ago i was like oh i know what's about to happen um (laughs) it's a it's a good scene though um because obviously it's set up yeah it's a good scene but yes that is yeah it was in the Lindsay Ellis short short um, little doco she did on that. It was about representation of Hillary Clinton throughout media. And mm, that mm, actress I who's, that. Yeah. I that. When is she coming back? I was, I was just thinking about her like two days ago. I was like, she has not posted. This is so off topic now, but she has not posted. She hasn't posted. <laughs> has she left
0: YouTube? Has
1: she left left?
0: Yeah, yeah. I saw a video where she's like,
1: back. I saw a video where she was like, I'm pretty much done. But mm. I didn't know it was, like, 100% official. She's never coming back.
0: Yeah, she said she's never coming back anyway. Oh, I mean, no. you, you know, she's so gross.
1: She's the happy endings of YouTube for me. She's the one person where <laughs> if I saw a new video was up, I would stop what I was doing to watch it.
0: Yes, same, uh, same. Yeah, I loved her stuff. Just she's so good.
1: Um, yeah, that's a shame.
0: <laughs> have we have we got anything more to say about sliders before yes, we Yes,
1: but... <laughs> Maybe yeah, I should start. God. Yeah, but maybe I should start a podcast about sliders. I'm
0: thinking there's a sliders podcast. So in here. There is,
1: there is quite a good sliders podcast, but it stopped at the end of season two, like years ago. It just, mm. it just stopped, and people often say I really liked that podcast, but they stopped. And I think I would be retreading a lot of the same terrain they did if I was to start one, and I would, I would even need to find another fan i'd have to find someone committed enough to watch every episode coming in just sight unseen and i could try to get their opinions on it but i feel like a lot of people would be like i'm done with this show like um, <laughs> oh, no. it's ugh. i feel like if you didn't watch it at the time it would be hard to go along for the ride like you could do a few of the episodes some of them are so such clunkers. Like Mm. some of them are just, oh, like they're either downright offensive or they literally don't have any plot. So obviously like the reason it got even like put into the schedule as an episode was because the concept was all right. Like, oh, it's a wild west world or it's the summer of love world, but there's actually no plot. So it's just some sort of existing in the world for a while and then maybe the sliding machine breaks. The very, very common trope especially as it goes on is almost the tension in almost every episode is the slider has the sliding machines broken how are we going to get out of here but they always do that they start leaning yeah very heavily on that so i feel like yeah it's hard to get someone it would be hard to get someone along for the whole six season ride going through all the repetitive cliches of what they put into episodes and then you get into the mags and a lot of those episodes are rated like three out of ten because they're that bad. Oh, wow. It just wow. gets real bad. I guess it turns into an army, like an army show, so a, mili- oh. a military show where it's basically just that's fighting the chromatics. No, it's not. It's <laughs> so bizarre that they did that. Like, I just, I don't, I don't know who in just- charge of Sliders thought that's what anyone wanted this show to be. Everyone hates it. There's not a person in the Sliders fandom. Who, who wanted that to happen but yeah because
0: the, the thing that I was about to say like I guess it maybe goes to two different a place but like the thing that I think is that I found interesting was like thinking about the 90s mm. and like what was going on in the culture mm. for this episode to happen mm. and maybe there's something in that like because it's my only reference but that Hillary Clinton mm. episode like clearly <laughs> Clearly something was going on in the culture. Something
1: was. It's like, yeah. because it's 94, it's very much, um, what was her name? Murphy Brown?
2: Mm, you, yes. Do, yes.
1: I, that's like my reference point for like early 90s females in television. So mm. it was very much like um, women could be business women. So if you have seen the Sliders episode, that's the, the characters. It's women can be in business. They can wear suits. <laughs> that's the plot of the episode. Women can work in offices. And they can be in charge. It's very does Murphy Wade Brown. Wear a suit. Yep, so, Wade course. loves a feminist world that's not feminist at all. <laughs> she loves it because she's finally got some power, and she has a couple of really good lines. She has a couple of like lines of being like, you know, it is hard to be a woman. What you're, what you guys are facing in this world is what we get every day. And I, you sit there watching, go, okay, so they know the problem. The writers know what the problem is. And yet, they—I don't. That episode is so frustrating because they—they they don't know what they're trying to say. They're—they're ha- they're half saying yeah, there's sexism in the real world, and we're reversing it to show it. And yet, the way they do it is so awful. It's so bad. <laughs> they have just the female characters. Oh, it's just awful. And then, um. The professor just says the most horrible, misogynistic, sexist comments throughout the entire episode, and he runs for mayor to show that, that, to show that men can be in power. So oh that's what I mean. The, the lesson, the moral lesson of the episode is, but what if men could be in power? So it just undermines oh. the entire concept that it started out with, and it's so bad. It's just awful. I was originally going to pick it because I thought in my memory that was a fun episode and it, like, mm. tackled a current issue even to this day. No, it's, it's really bad.
2: <laughs> I was
1: watching getting so angry isn't the right word. I was getting, like, mm, unsafe. I didn't like it. Um, oh, wow. I felt, like, really frustrated and, like, triggered <laughs> almost. Like, it was bad. I was like, no, nah, we're not doing this episode. But, like, it actually would have been good to talk about. Maybe I need to start my spiders podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen. I'll listen. Do uh, you know what? I I didn't have a bad time watching the episode, yeah. and it is it is not. It, it's made me intrigued anyway to to watch.
1: There's a really good season one episode called I think it's just called Last Days or End of Days, where there's an asteroid attacking the Earth, and they actually get into some good philosophy and. Sci-fi sort of stuff in that one. It's that is probably like the best Sliders episode as far as like just um critical reaction and how tight the story is. So that episode is really good. The pilot is actually really, really good. The pilot hmm. is shot as a TV movie. It's ninety minutes long. It could have just been left as that. The first episode is actually so good. I think that's why it's so disappointing. Because the first episode sets it up that it's going to be this show is going to be a really interesting exploration of concepts, and the first episode is quite interesting and subtle and thoughtful. And it just never approaches that ever again. (laughs) It just never goes anywhere near thoughtfulness ever again. So, but the pilot, the pilot's really good. I think,
0: I think there's the, I like this as a very special episode. Mm. I like that you've chosen a show that you find frustrating mm. and disappointing mm. and, and an episode of it that isn't necessarily what, what we in the industry would call good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> well, but, that's, that's why I wanted to get your reaction of what, how good you thought it was because, yeah, it is, it is, it's as good as it gets. It never gets better. <laughs> it ju- it doesn't it's actually the peak and it's not mm. even that good like it's okay <laughs> like, um but it's definitely the best it gets and you would I guess I think people would think I was exaggerating but then if you go on to watch further seasons you'll realize it this is the peak this is un- unfortunately the peak but it's still I'd still say it's my favorite show <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I'm still so. No, I think that's good.
1: Sliders is my favorite show. It's got such a big place in my heart. I still think the concept is amazing. I still think it's quite watchable. The characters um, have an interest. No, not interesting isn't the word. But they they're watchable. It's they almost have a comforting dynamic. They're all. Mm. They're not overly antagonistic with each other. Like they're quite a good little gang. I mean, it's nothing that interesting, but it's watchable you don't really get annoyed or irritated with them like they they are quite watchable and yeah it was my favorite show when i was when i was a preteen. i feel like i wasn't quite it was pre spice girls because there's no way i was i'm pretty (laughs) sure there's no way i was liking this at the same time as spice girls because by the time spice girls came out that was my obsession there's no way these run parallel so to speak This is definitely like pre-even Spice Girls, so I was I was very young. So I guess that's why I could overlook. I didn't just overlook it. Like I thought at the time that it was it was just taking this. It was just it was taking concepts and showing people had never thought of this. I used to think the world isn't ready. (laughs) I used to think think (laughs) think people won't even understand this. So I have to be the one to explain oh. it to them. Um, and now I watch and go, oh, yeah, okay. Um, it's pretty basic. But, yeah, I didn't know what a parallel dimension was when I was 12. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. Mm. I,
0: I, I feel like there's been a, uh, there are episodes of, uh, like when I talk to people, there are ones where, you could just kind of talk about yeah. like what they love about the show, but I feel like there are ones where you get a peek into someone's
1: yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> history, and um, yeah.
0: I feel like we've had this. I Especially
1: like the, oh. when I used to play Sliders, it's such a <laughs> – uh, yeah, it's sort of cringeworthy just because of the earnestness of it, and I was slightly too old to be acting like that because I was 12 <laughs> or 13. I wasn't five. I was, I was in high school. high school i was making high school age kids play sliders with me but i just loved it so much that i couldn't leave it at home like i had to integrate it into my life i needed to be constantly in the in the mindset of a slider i guess yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh oh yeah i've liked this one i've enjoyed
1: this one that's good oh man
0: Where can people find you? Where do you wish to be found?
1: Mm. Well, I'm actually going, I'm actually in the process of reviving my podcast. It's called Dr. Ice Cream. Can't promise (laughs) any sort of consistency with it. But um, yeah, you could do a little search on Spotify for Dr. Ice Cream. Otherwise, my TikTok, I don't mind being found there because it's all public. That's Crystal Dawn Gallagher on TikTok, or it's also Dr. Ice Cream.
0: Amazing, amazing. Uh, Thank you so much for chatting to me today. That's been lovely. Thank you, Michael. A reunion. A A reunion. reunion uh, I mean, we didn't didn't even explain what
1: that was, but yeah. (laughs) We didn't. We We didn't didn't. explain what the love pavilion was or how we know each other. Oh,
0: my God. Um, How can we? You
1: can't. It's like an episode of Sliders. You can't explain (laughs) it. It's a different dimension. I was trying to explain to someone yesterday and all (laughs) I said, I was like, like it was a blog, but we used, oh gosh, it was like size. We used the medium that we had, which was blogging, which was blogger, but we were sort of creating yes. more of a show, if anything, than it was just writing. Yes. It wasn't like, oh, it's writing. you got to come read our great, like our writing. It was more like we were making something serialized, like sort of like a podcast or like a show that you still sort of have to tune yeah. into. But it, all we had was blogger. We didn't even have podcasts. We didn't have YouTube. We didn't have social media. We were making a little social media sort of little world at the time with what you had in 2003, which was blogspot yeah. and live journal.
0: But it also it started off as like a pretend Gareth Gates um,
1: um, fan. No, it was... was not pretend. pretend. (laughs) not pretend. Do you know what the original name of that blog was? Go on. Gareth Gates Down Under and On Top.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Because I
1: genuinely thought that Gareth Gates was about to explode across the world and I had to be the like Australian ambassador. I had to be at the forefront. I had to have the Gareth Gates fan site. I don't know why I liked him. It was a, it was a very short period of, of time where I thought he was good. Do you know what?
0: I have re-listened to Stupid Mistake.
1: It's so good. Any
0: one of us so recently. Good. And that's still, that's still a banger. That's still a bop.
1: Oh, it's amazing. I've been re-listening to Skeletons on his <laughs> You would not know this song. No, <laughs> literally no one knows this song. There's a song on his second album called Skeletons, which I loved at the time. It's going to make my Spotify top five songs now, thanks thanks to this podcast, because I started listening to it uh, maybe five days ago, because I reloaded the Love Pavilion to have a little look around, and I was like, that's right, I did like some of his songs, and I have had it on repeat for five days, and now, yeah, it's going to make my Spotify top five songs of the year. you'll
0: be the... um when you get your Spotify unwrapped, it'll be yep. US.
1: You are in the top 1% of Gareth Gates listeners. Like, you bet I am. 20 years on, I was doing it 20 years ago and 20 years on, I am still Gareth Gates' number one Australian fan. But, yeah, it's, it's very hard to describe how we know each other or what that was. It was, it was, like, it was like a show. It was like a show.
0: Yeah, with so many, because I was trying to wrap my head around it. I was like, obviously when the Neighbours finale was out recently mm. as well, I was like watching that and like, because there was a lot of Neighbours mm. on the Love Pavilion oh, and yeah. Detective Stu turned up in the finale.
1: <laughs> yes, he did. He had a little cameo. Yeah, yeah, I was. I know. There was a couple of people from that era. I feel like Skye had the little cameo too, did she? I can't be just imagining what she must have.
0: Sky had a cameo, yeah. but we didn't get that, her cameo in the UK. Um, Never, they, they've not said why. why. <laughs> I
1: don't
0: know. I don't know what she's done to upset what? Uh, the population. And how did
1: you? People. How did you pick up on that? <laughs> what uh, I've got a
0: few. I've got a few neighbours.
1: How were you even making a comparison? Were you watching them side by side <laughs> to track? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no it was um it became a minor scandal in the uh, neighbors right. devotee
2: okay. um,
0: world mm, so. uh, and a few of my friends were like bringing it up because that's very much i mean that love pavilion mm. like era of neighbors with sky Ryan and boy and, and um
1: oh. stingray oh perfect and the affair between. Libyan Taj. I couldn't find that episode either. It's like all the Love I've Pavilion forgotten. episodes were just wiped from the earth.
0: They're too powerful. Mm. They've had to get rid of them.
1: To- it's just so weird because before and after they're all up they're all up. They're just not in that era. I just I, oh. I don't know. But no, the Love Pavilion did have a lot of um characters. <laughs> it was yeah, it's very, very hard to describe. One, I did actually describe to a person, oh, this was years ago, maybe like five years ago, it was a friend who's like 10 years younger than me and I was explaining it to him. And he, I was like, it's really hard to describe. And he looked at me and said, you were just making memes. And I was yes, like,
2: I oh, probably- Yeah, that's what we were doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like he immediately knew what it was. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, we were just making memes, but that's not what they were called. <laughs> but Yeah. <laughs> That's what we were doing. It was just a little main machine. Yeah.
0: We invented them.
1: Yes. (laughs) We. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, this has been such a good chat. Oh, thank you. Good chat. I
1: agree. I'll
0: let you get on with your evening, but uh, I'm going to check out some more sliders. And okay. I've not had any recurring guests on this podcast yet, but I think we should do another one at some
1: point. Absolutely. And if you want to do a sliders podcast. (laughs) <laughs> you can you can at least guess on it I'll, I'll see if i can get oh, something together it. Uh, i'll see if i can get <laughs> something together i don't want to trot on any feet in the sliders fandom because it seems like they're just so tight it but i do feel like i've got the passion <laughs> i've got the passion and dedication for sliders so we'll we'll, we'll see
0: definitely definitely uh, give me a shout yep uh, thank you so
1: much thanks michael and there we go the real Michael can't come to the phone right now because she's on a train to London so she's handed the reins over to me, her robot assistant,
2: you ugly fleshy flops. Next week's A Very Spooky episode will be the first of our Halloween specials, and we'll be talking to spooky sister Callum Sinclair about some of our favorite TV horror, our scariest TV moments and Ghostwatch, the greatest
0: spooky TV special of all time. Until then, whatever you do, Don't touch those bloody dales, human scum. Round and round the garden like a teddy bear, round and round
1: the garden like a teddy bear, round and round the garden like a teddy bear, round and round the garden like a teddy bear.